Put us on episode 65. We are in the yeah. building. What a week. It's your boy, Dutch Real Pete. Father God. And we have a special guest, man. Oh, yes. Like, this is an honor. You know what I mean? It's an Definitely. honor to have you here. One, shout out to you because it's women, uh, Women's History Month, right? Mm-hmm. This month. We're yeah. kicking it off with you. So shout out to you. Kicking it off. And, right. But before, I want to, you know, I want to introduce you. So we have. A legendary, I'm a call legendary journalist. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But because a lot of people, you know, they don't, you know, journalists don't really get they shine like, you know, like that. But y'all, y'all be out here. So let me give you the flowers, man. Shout out to you, right? Mm-hmm. We have Miss Nikki Duncan Smith, right? And she's a legendary journalist. I say she's a legendary journalist because she has, been, she has, she has been in the likes with the rap magazine, rap pages, Vibe. The Source, BT, mm-hmm. All Hip Hop, which I, I I didn't I mess with All Hip Hop too, All Hip Hop is official, and the Shadow League, mm-hmm. and she also is into right now currently BattleCon, right? Yeah. That's what you currently own, correct? Uh, Miss Nikki Duncan Duncan Smith, she's here. Nobody put us on. Yeah, let's Great give person. a round of applause. Great person. What's up? Thank talk, you, thank yeah. you, thank talking you. Talking to you off the mic, 
You're full of energy. I felt like I know you. And you're a Virgo. So shout out to us. Yeah, we Virgos. Yeah, nigga, yeah, you cool September people. Virgo. Man, cool September Virgo. September 2. Real Virgos. September Virgo. I be trying to do, I get into that argument a lot. We, we, we in here. We in the building. Yeah. So shout out to you, man. I like off the, off the rip you came in here. Mm -hmm. Your spirit was just, I told Fine, like, I yeah. like her. Yeah. Yeah, so. I'm telling you, she's full of energy ever since. Well, I think you remember the first time you remember at the what well, event was that? Before you get to that, to remember that, that we got, the we last got, episode. We talk by about the way. last episode yeah, too, man. Shout out to if you didn't catch the last episode, you could catch it on SoundCloud. The um the official audio is out only on mm -hmm. SoundCloud, um and it's on Apple too as well. Apple, if you have um Apple Podcasts, yeah. whatever, check us out on there. But Pass. check that out, man. The last episode plus five had me hot, man. Uh -huh. But you'll check that out. It was a good Look episode. Emotional. <laughs> it was just a good episode. And uh, but yeah, let's 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 get into uh first of all, five. How was your week, man? My week been hectic this week. I didn't get to watch TV all week. Damn. It's just my sister broke her ankle. She broke every bone on her ankle. That's that, crazy. That yeah. day in that black yeah. ice, she slipped on some ice. Yeah. So I've been taking her to the doctor back and forth. She gets surgery tomorrow. So that's it. She good, though? Yeah. Tomorrow, after tomorrow, it'll be more easier once okay. you get the surgery done. That's good. That's good. Bless Tell her, keep her foot yeah. elevated. Yeah. Stay stressed. Nasty. Be safe out there. Be safe. Definitely. Definitely. How was your week? Everything's good with you? My week's official. Yeah. You know, official. I like we had that. a really good um, Sunday. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So far. I mean, I mean, last week was dope too. Okay. You know, um, I'm, I'm a reverend. I don't mm. know, that, I but, know that. Yeah, I'm mm. a reverend. And so the church that I'm a member of, um, we had our Sankofa conference. And so Nate Parker, um, he got up there. He talked about his new film, um, the, the skin, American, American Skin. skin. Mm. American I never skin. catched that, but I want to watch it. I heard it was yeah, a good, good watch. I have to watch it. I heard it was a good watch. I'm going to get into that. I heard it was yeah. a good watch. Shout out to St. Paul Community okay. Baptist Church. You know? Okay. It is, I mean, and it's Women's Month, right? Yes, it so, is. Um, Shout out to I'm the first woman to be ordained at that church, 90 year plus. Wow. Church, yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's, 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 it's something. Mm, that's so, a, that's, that's a, that's a huge good. accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's we great. Just, also, mm. you know, I um, I opened the Black History Month um program for the Brooklyn DA. Mm -hmm. So he ain't know, he ain't know that I'm the hip hop. Chick. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They, they don't know that right. you get, you he, get down, still he, get down. He don't know I runs with all kinds yeah, of people. He don't want to be close to. Yeah, but yeah. Um, shout out to. Um, that's what's Eric up. Gonzalez. So how you balance that? How do I balance that? Yeah. I, I I live in a continuum. I live with with the balancing the sacred and the secular because I mm -hmm. think that they actually intertwine in an awesome way. Mm -hmm. So when you are too sacred that you don't deal with the secular, one you're not doing what the prophets tell you to do. You gotta mm -hmm. go and talk to the people, right? You you too heavenly bound, you know, earthly good, but if you're too secular and don't understand that you, that, that, that there is an energy that that promoted your spirit, you yeah. know what I'm saying, your life, your lifeline, then you also reckless there too, because then you won't have value for life, you don't have value for anything, so there has to be a, um, a balance and a, a, a merging of the sacred and the secular, and I try to do that. Also, like, I'm a Christian, so, um, a proud Christian. So my call has always been to go into spaces where um, the people who need me the most are. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to beat them in the head with the Bible for them to see Jesus. They see Jesus through how I walk mm -hmm. and how I move. And yeah. anybody that know me know that I try and bring a light and um, some positivity. And even when I'm not on my most positive vibration, yeah. <laughs> they still know that I'm the type of person who will come and apologize or mm. um, set it straight. It's a bigger person to come and... Uh, and that's hip hop. Yeah, 
It is. It is. Yeah. Look, I got the computer down. I I I, I usually have it up. Yeah, you don't, I, you don't need that. It's I don't even really need that because like when you came <laughs> in here, you came in here. I'm like, yo, I'm so intrigued. Like, so you've been a journalist. What? Like, all right, you're from Philly. One, I thought you, I thought you was from here. So mm-hmm. when you tell me you're from Philly, when did you decide to come to New York? Um, I never decided to come to New York. I'm um. My journey from Philadelphia. I'm from West Philadelphia. Okay. Mm, Born and raised. Okay. In a playground. Okay. <laughs> All day. I'm from West Philly and I'm as West Philly as it as it gets. Overbrook, Winfield, Hilltop. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Stomp Hilltop. Stomping Ground. 49th Ooh. Street. Um and um I went to college in Atlanta, Ooh. right? And so after Atlanta, um came back to Philly for a minute to do some concerts and stuff with um my my former my partner, my my cut buddy, I'm um, Troy Carter, who okay. is a G. Y'all, y'all don't yeah. know who Troy mm-hmm. Carter is. Y'all so, I want to ask you. So, how was the hip hop scene in Philly growing up? Like, what was it? What, like, paint that picture around that time. So, Philly is about an hour away from New York, mm-hmm. and so just so you know, I'm 47. Right, I was born in 1973. Mm-hmm. I was born. Um, I was born a month and seven days after hip hop was officially started. Wow. And so um, my life has been immersed in hip-hop. So the Philadelphia I grew up in was block parties and um, basement parties and things like that and mixtapes. And so people will come, my sisters and stuff will bring tapes and stuff down from New York or they would get them from other people and we would listen. So hip-hop in the early days wasn't only rap music. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was a lot of different, it was just party jams. You know what I'm saying? It was out in the streets, everybody out there. My older sisters are 10 years older than my twin and I. And so in order for them to go out, they had to bring us with them, yeah. right? And so by the time I could get out there, you know, I'm break dancing. Um, shout out to the Thompson Street um, dancers. Um, Jason and Dooney and them, I used to break and pop and all, you know, mm, tick you was getting with that them. Yeah. Right? Okay. You know, all, the that, all of that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Ain't no boogie, that's West Coast stuff, but. Oh damn! That's okay. You're a young one. She's a pop yeah, locker. No. She's pop locking. That's Los Angeles stuff. That's they pop- no, so they she- ticked and they popped here. Pop locking is, you know, that's mm. like rerunning. I'm used to do. Mm. Right? So, um, so I'm from West Philly, and um, I grew up. My mom and them is from Hilltop, Wanamaker Street, thirteen sixteen Wanamaker Street. Went to Overbrook. Went to um. Sh- Shoemaker went to Hannah. I went to Hannah at one time. So a lot of times the people from Hilltop, when we moved to um, 49th Street, which is kind of like, it used to be Little Italy, but then it changed, right? When crack came in, it yeah. changed from being like an Italian neighborhood to, to a get money, to a get yeah. money neighborhood. So it's not yeah. really even just black, it's just like mm-hmm. they hustling. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so I knew, I grew up with like Redfield Street guys, and that's where Steady B and them were from. Mm. Um, cool C lived down the street from my church. My sister used to talk to um, boy Rick, Rick Ricks, who's Coolsey's little sister, I mean, little boy, brother. So we all kind of grew up in the same um, Bobby Dance, who used to do all of the parties, dances, and all of that. Um, he's my uncle. Um, he's my my sister's baby daddy's brother. So as a kid, <laughs> you know, that's my uncle. You yeah. know, I um, mean, he did all of the parties, and it's crazy because they were always Nation of Islam. Mm. Food of Islam will always be the security. security. So when I wound up getting into the music industry, all of the guys that watched me grow up in the Nation of Islam and the fruit, the fruit, they would see me places. They'd be like, "We know Nikki since whatever." Yeah. Or if we would be, my twin and I used to be backstage at concerts and stuff, and they would be like, "Nah, not these girls." Like mm-hmm. every is the, the, the people just always look out for us because yeah. we are always. 
I mean, at 13, 12, 11, 13, whatever, you would be in e- easy to get into a club, easy yeah. to get backstage. So anything could have happened, but people looked out for us. So growing up in Philly um, was very similar in a lot of ways to growing up um, to, in New York because rappers, the Philly rappers were everywhere and mm. everybody was an MC, yeah. everybody was a rapper. Um, my church, the Resurrection Baptist Church on 54th and Lansdowne, the same church that Will Smith went to. Mm. You got any memories of Will? Yeah. Like, what, what's your, like, as far as that childhood, what's uh, one of your greatest memories? Um, there are memories that I, you know, there's... Hip-hop memories. Hip-hop, like. Oh, okay. The, the, my, so his, his mom taught at my sister's school. His grandmother was, like, um, the... The in charge of like the willing workers and like the the, mis- the young missionaries and all of that stuff, mm-hmm. and so they would always be at the church with my grandmother, right? And so one time, like when Willis just got on, with parents just just under- just don't understand, he pulled up in that red Corvette from the car, and back in the day he had like that big behind um, cell phone, cell phone. Yeah. And he was blasting his music in front of the church, and I remember his mom just coming out and just like. Yelling at him, like, yo, Will, what are you doing? Da-da-da. Don't do this, Will. Yeah, funny these people. Yeah. Yep. Or I remember just like growing up, because he's a little older than I am, so I'm closer to the twins, his twin brothers and sisters. Um, oh, he's a twin? It, no, he got twin brother and twin twin sister, um, Ellen and Harry. Mm. Um, I'm closer to them. They're a little older than I am. My twin, my older sister, Stephanie, is good friends with his older sister. So there's like some years, and my, yeah. um, my god sister and cousin, my mother's niece, um, lived on his block so they were close in age closer in age right i think they dated it once i don't know <laughs> i don't want to start that nah, but you know, well, um well i'm not i mean so if we ain't gonna do that right now but i'm saying like if you went to sunday school right it's consistently you would get tickets to his concerts mm. so we would like we'd be in sunday school like this and so we got to see will and will was gracious and when i moved out to la his mom and Will and Ellen and, and Harry and all them, they looked out for me. So really good people. One of the smartest people that you ever want to meet. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, before he um, started rapping, he had an opportunity to go to MIT. Brilliant man. Mm-hmm. Brilliant, brilliant man. What you see is what you get. So a lot of people got um, bad stuff to put on. Um, Brother Will. They will. What up? Shout out to Gaudi and um, Gaudi the train for your family. Because <laughs> we thinking of like, but this is nobody put us on. Mm-hmm. And the allegations with Will Smith and, and Jada, right? Because that's what that, is that what you was getting to? Or was no, I'm just saying that, you know. Because I know you. We now gotta, that you we say that. Cause we're not going to do that because she, cause we, we got to keep it a band. Yeah, shout out, she, shout she, out to, she, shout out to Jada. She knows yeah. nobody put us on, so we got to keep it real. Shout out to Jada. She's born September 18th. Was he like how? What like was There's he? There's no allegations. It is what it is. They were separated, and she <laughs> had a situation, an entanglement. That's what she said. And so, what you gotta respect <laughs> is that those two grown people, right, have a lifetime partnership, and they're committed to each other, and they're not looking at anybody else to define their situation. Mm-hmm. And so, when you have two grown people doing grown things, you just gotta respect it because. Technically, yeah. I don't care what go on in the bedroom. Cause no, 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 we don't want to know but that. You, but you but feel me? You feel, I feel me what though? Because it's important but, to get the get the perspective. But you knowing know? him, like, all right, so if, knowing him personally, like somebody that knows him personally, around the, I guess, want to know like how you think he was feeling around that I, time. I don't know him well enough or, to know how he was feeling at that time. I don't know. Like, I grew up in the church with him. You okay, know what I'm saying? okay, all right. I, right, I right. mean, I know. Is family because we grew up in in, in community, community together, yeah, right? Yeah, but, um, but what I can say is that 
from what they present, they on some grown man and grown woman shit. Yeah. <laughs> and I think that at the end of the day, when he was like, yo, our private business became public because somebody we let in our circle wasn't discreet, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 and so yeah. at the end of the day, the betrayal was not with oh, her. her. Yeah, the betrayal yeah, yeah. was with the cornball that went and put her business outside. And, oh, and at the end of the day, any grown man yeah, that was, feel oh, like kissing oh, and telling that was corny. Yeah, yeah, and that's oh, corny. So it's nothing. She's staying proud. I mean, at the end of the day, she's September the 18th. She a Virgo. Something she mm, did to have homeboy yeah, no, yeah. turned out. She is a Virgo? She's a Virgo. What's September the 18th, the same day as mine. Oh, yeah? Be Damn. clear. Oh, yes. Yeah, Shout out to Jada. Shout out to Jada. And she created the word entanglement. She didn't create the word. Well, she did because it, she most certainly did not. Because it was she made it hot. Because if she, if she made did it because nobody was using the word entanglement. Like that was a hashtag. I like, mean, she she made it popular she, for a season, yeah. but it's a term which was why she was able to use it. See, know? but nobody was saying that. Nobody even when they was doing a fiasco. When people, everybody's doing fiascos ahead of time. That they're not the first people. You know what I mean? It Shout just happened. To, you know what I mean? It Shout just happened. Well. And whoever's getting okay. money off of that is Yeah, is, but is that, cool. yeah, she should be getting money off that word. But I mean, but at the end of the day, the openness and the ability, this is where it's really gangster. She was able to direct she the prof- narrative. I mm. think she profited off of that. I don't, I don't know if she profited off of that, but what she did is that she said, okay, I'm going to tell my story on my platform. Mm-hmm. And more not, less than it's less about profiting as much as it's about controlling the narrative. Yeah, they don't need no money. They're not worried about no checks. Yeah, no, but no, they wanted never, to control the narrative, and they wanted to be able to present it in a way where it was compassionate, it was sensitive, and it was able to show t- people could grow and learn from that. Should they want to? Some people just like so, sensational and salacious stuff, yeah. right? But Jada and Will was able to show before we, we naked before y'all as much as y'all want to know because we really won't know everything. They yeah. still it's still tons of stuff that people just want to know about them. Why? And that's why they're so successful because everybody don't know. But for me, I'm gonna be honest. I'm mm-hmm. gonna keep it real with you. I think for that situation, mm-hmm. I think for me it really rectify everything that I thought about anyway to me the like whatever they whatever they were saying whatever rumors was out already I felt like all right it, well, that's, I mean, no, that's what, what it said, is no like, but what they said is that they were separated about the breakup they were separated lived in mm-hmm. the same estate because the, what, what you know this is our house yeah. you live over there yeah, I live over yeah. here but they were separated so whatever they did while they were separated it was mutual understanding mm. so no T.I. and Tiny I don't know if it's any T.I. and Tiny. <laughs> That's what's going on right but let now. Me, but let me tell you. But Let's let me tell you. Too. But let me tell you. The, the interesting thing about um, the Smiths that's different than the T.I. and Tiny situation is that they control their narratives, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah. they move from a space of we bring you into our circle. T.I. and Tiny, from what I understand, they're not bringing people into their circle. they having jump-offs. Yeah, yeah, And they yeah. having people People sons. coming out and you all kind of... They, you know work. what I'm saying? But they Because they party differently. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and guess what? Because they grown and they pay their bills, which is at the end of the day. You grown, you pay your bills. What up, Barnabas? That was my... Barnaby was um, yeah. middle school with me. Shout, Shout out, out to Barnaby. To but so, yeah, like, see... But that's what it is. So when you... When you um, can control your own narrative and set up your own situation, right? And you can pay the, pa- the the cost of be the boss, right? You do what you want to do. It is oftentimes when you exploit being in that space. And I don't know the tiny situation. I was going to get into that. I, get into I don't. That. And, nor, and, it, and it looks messy, right? What's going on right now? Because they pulled out, 
They pulled him off his um his show VH1. Yeah, as they as they they have they pu- to. They pulled off the VH1 mm-hmm. show. He was about to be in another uh, movie. They took him out of that. I think Ant Man or some 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 Marvel something going on. Took him out of that. And um yeah, there's more people coming out. You know by the day. You know at first it just started out messy because it was just people sending in. You know, different. We don't um, know if it's true. Well, um, allegedly, they were sending right. different and, to and the to the female to to the friend, like you know, whoever this chick is. Mm-hmm. Well, they f- they form a friend right. who's allegedly saying that they did these things to. Her. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she's send- and she's putting it out there. Okay. I pray for peace for all of them. Shout out to Leo Bridgewater. So my I, friend Leo Bridgewater just helped um, cannabis become legal in um, New Jersey. Oh, wow. Mm. Shout out to him. Shout out to That's him. Yeah, Shout yeah, out to him. Yeah. Make it legal here. Yeah. Yeah. He's working yeah. to try and get it here. Yeah, 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 we need to bring that here. But, but yeah, yeah, so uh, after Philly, that's, that's what's going on this week too. Yeah. And I, I, I pray for everybody now, and I hope, um, I hope they don't um, go through that stuff, man. Because because um, yeah. this is what it is. If they did exploit people, and if people were hurt, and if people were drugged, and if people did things without consent, right? Because at the end of the day, people do a lot of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They consent to do a lot of things, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But if they did it without consent and they were forced into doing things, that they were mm-hmm. kidnapped and all of the allegations are true, yeah. then I pray for justice, right? Yeah. But if this is a money grab, I pray that um, there is some stuff that... um. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Because why nobody... like. Why they don't really speak on the side of that? Like because I feel like because they have money, you know, they, they say that these people have money, so it's okay. Once the you know, once it's all over and they happen to beat it, it's like, all right, they got money, it's mm-hmm. nothing. But what about like what they're going through with their families? You know, that show wasn't just about T. I. and, you know, Tiny. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They had other people on that show. It's a lot of people that was on that show. Well, if those other people families. I mean, if those people who are on the show have strong storylines, they'll get their own shows, you know. Cause that's business, and I am yeah, saying like, not, so it's if, not, it's, that's not, if it's Monica, not. Monica's had her own show, you know what I mean? These those people will be okay. Uh, I mean, as far as yeah, yeah as far as fine. that, but you know, I mean, it, you know. it just it just it sucks that you know that situation rolls over to that and causes you know other people and especially right. like their family, you know, and, right. and other things like that. Right. But that's just another thing that happened this week. Another thing that came out this week that I wanted to share with you, and I know that you, that you say you watch. Uh, but I didn't watch it, but mm-hmm. we'll, we won't spoil it too much for you. The Notorious B.I.G. documentary. Yeah. That was a great watch. It's mm. a f- amazing, amazing. I'm going to tell you why without telling you why. It's not so much of the typical Biggie documentaries that mm-hmm. you've seen, right? You're going to meet Biggie's grandma. Mm-hmm. You're going to meet his cousins. You know what I mean? You're going to hear D-Rock, you know, t- show you stories that you've never seen before. You know, Miss Wallace. You're going to hear Biggie sing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you're going to hear a lot. You're going to see a lot that you've never seen before from all the previous. And it's on Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know Netflix. It's a good watch. You know, Netflix yeah, do their I want, thing. I definitely want to see it. Cause I, shout out to my man Ferg, Barber. He, he used to cut Biggie hair and shit. He told me, like, yo, this going to be the most fires Biggie documentary you're going to see. Because you're going to see footage that you only probably a couple people seen. Well, I mean, I think the, one of the dope things about it is that it humanizes him. Mm. Yes. And so yes. for people who don't remember him alive mm-hmm. yes right they just have the mythology mm-hmm. of who big was. was yeah and so big is the best street dude mm-hmm. big is the this that and the other big yeah. is the this like mm-hmm. but big becomes softened so for somebody like me so and i always get my i have a friend um his n- name is lorik he and i like i love hip-hop but i've yes. ne- the first biggie album i've never listened to all the way through mm-hmm. okay for me, at the time when I heard it, when I encountered Biggie the very first time as a listener or whatever, I thought 
all I knew the rumors about him and other women. Yeah. And him exploiting women. I'm from Philly. Charlie Baltimore's from Philly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I know Tiffany and 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 I'm um, Jan. You know, a certain group of girls or whatever. I knew Kim. I felt bad for Kim. I knew the story about Faith. I knew all the allegations and stuff. So when I would hear the raps and the raps is just very when you listen to some of the songs that you jam into when you listen to the lyrics at that point in my life I was a member of the Zulu Nation I'm not trying to yeah, listen, listen to, to no exploitation okay. of women that way you know what yeah, I'm saying so I never was like that first album there were songs I listened to because it's a social yeah. or it's cultural social, or whatever yeah, but I was never like I'm going to be ingesting that right yeah. however when I lived in LA and I was an associate editor at Rap Pages um, thanks to Dream Hampton who was good friends with him mm. I was able to be in his space Mm-hmm. Right, um, in some really intimate moments, and I can see the love, why people fell in love with him, what it was about him that was so special. And then when you listen, I, you know, I, um, the only time I actually sat down and listened all the way through the the second Biggie album, um, Life After Death, was at a listening party because they yeah. used to do back in the day listening parties, parties where they would yeah. get all the journalists and they would rent yeah. out a, a dope mm-hmm. place and we would Real all listen. To I went and I was going before you um, fin- I, well after you finish you can answer yeah. my question, but I, I wanted to. Ask you a question about that. Like, what was yeah. what was your favorite listening party that you ever encountered oh, back then? Okay. Yeah, like, I want to know that. But go ahead, because yeah. I'm, I'm. I mean, I'm just... but 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 long, like I learned to love Biggie when I started to start loving Biggie a certain way. Mm-hmm. Also, I'm from Philly, you know. At the time, roots. Like, yeah, there's a lot of yeah. stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I start to love, fall in love with the person of Biggie and give him a chance that I didn't. He died. Was murdered. Not died. He got murdered. And um, I remember the night. I remember how disruptive that night was. I remember. Um, what was you? You was out yeah, there. Yeah, was you out there? I was. Yeah, I lived. I was um, assistant. Um, I mean, associate editor ever at Pages. Mm-hmm. I had that night, that earlier that day. Um, so we did the cover. Y'all ever see that picture of Biggie where he has the um, crown as the red background? Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was that's a, infamous. Yeah, yes, that shirt. was a cover of our mag. We that was our picture. picture? Mm-hmm. Wow, like we that's put an that infamous cover thing. out yeah. there, right? Um, and so. That morning, I want to say, we had went to Ros- Roscoe's, and it was like Mark Pitts, it was like Derek Angeletti, and it was like Tracy Lee, and all of us at Roscoe's, and we're talking about the image, and what, you know, we were just laughing yeah. and getting excited about this party tonight, it was a big party, um, it was Quincy Jones was throwing it, um, went to the party, the party was super crowded, mm-hmm. so me and the girl I was with was like, nah, we're going to go to the Outcast party, so mm-hmm. it, was, it was called... Um, Flavor Unit party, mm, so because okay. Flavor Unit as a management company, Latifah used to manage Outkast. I never knew that. And the Goody Mob and all of that. I, I never so knew that. That's crazy. Went to their That's party because I was from Atlanta. I went to school in Atlanta, so I wanted to go around the people that I knew. I we didn't have mm. to be pretentious. We could kick our shoes off and dance. And Drip Drop was going to be there. KP, like it was mad. People was going to be there. And I, I remember being in there, and no sooner than we got in there, you hear Latifah outside screaming, and so we like, what's wrong with Dana? And they're like, um, Biggie died. Biggie got shot. And he he's at the he not not he didn't die yet. Biggie got shot and they sent him to the hospital to Cedar Sinai. So right across from Cedar Sinai was this place called Jerry's. And Jerry's mm-hmm. was like a diner that everybody used to go to and and um after everything. Yeah. So you used to find everybody there. I wanna say when I was there, Everybody was there, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember walking over to Cedar Side, and I I saw Mark Pitts in um in uh, Mark Pitts is Biggie's old uh, manager. Yeah. Mark, what's going on? What's going on? It's like I don't I don't think he make it made it. 
I saw Puffy crying, like in a, like what in a, um, you could look inside of the mm-hmm. hospital, right? And it was like shit, he's gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it was like I went back, you know, to the people I was with at the um, I called Dream, I check up on Dream because I know that they were like this, and it was a, a very private moment, but it was a difficult moment for her to get through. And I want to say, me and Q-Tip were on the phone with Dream, just trying to calm her down. Mm-hmm. Um, and it sound, it's weird telling the story because it sounds like I'm just name dropping. Yeah. But th- it's like back in the day, hip hop was a space where everybody Everybody's, just kind of, yeah. it's like being at a ba- rap battle. Right. You'd be like, I was with Surf and yeah, then I was like with k like Extended yeah. family. Yeah, because it wasn't like, like yes, he was still Q-Tip, but he was like, he wasn't who Q-Tip is now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, he was definitely Q-Tip. Yeah. But he yeah. wasn't like, you know what I'm saying? It was, it's, 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 it's different. It's, now. it's yeah, 30 yeah, years it's away. Like, it's 20 yeah. some years away. So, yeah. um. Yeah, so I still was like on some mixed emotions because I was still trying to reconcile how I felt about the stuff I knew about Biggie versus the person I met versus the new light this person. And and now as a grown-up at 47 looking back, and I'm like, um, he was 25. 25, yeah. He passed. His whole he was a child, yeah. a baby. Yeah. So yeah. the way as a kid, I'm looking at I, I was telling y'all the story about Foxy Brown. Like mm-hmm. th- I was so hard mm-hmm. because he just was trying to figure his way out. And I think the documentary that shows sucks. him mm-hmm. trying to figure his mm-hmm. way out. And so it actually tears some of the layers off, off of the hardness of who Biggie was. And so do Christopher Wallace in a really wonderful way. So shout out to D Rock for um That's dope hearing that from you too because mm-hmm. somebody that like see I'm a Biggie fan, so yeah. Like you said, like you said, you listened to half the album and what you knew and da da da, and you watching that now, having a different perspective on them is is pretty dope. My my perspective started to change, change when I moved to Brooklyn. Mm. When I moved to Brooklyn, I remember, I remember like, I'm just so weird because back it seemed like it was like long, long but it was not that long. When I was like so, when, so when I was at Trackmasters. It's like 98, mm-hmm. right? 90, yeah, 98. 98 to 99. Mm-hmm. 97, 98, 99. So around that time. Biggie died in 97. Mm-hmm. And so I remember, like, it seemed like, damn. Like, now I'm thinking about it. I didn't realize it was like right after that, this is what happened. I remember when um, Missing You came out. Mm-hmm. And I remember how Brooke, New York was handling it because yeah. I'm not a New Yorker. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You seem to embracing like. And I started to, it's softened, but yeah. when I moved to Brooklyn and I started to see the difference, I started hearing the stories about him yeah. as a kid running down the street in Clinton Hills because yeah. he's not from Best Eye. <laughs> Start hearing mm-hmm. all the things and seeing the murals and hearing it, it softened me to him as mm-hmm. a man. And there's a grace, there's a level of grace and forgiveness, right? The arrogance of being young, also arrogance and, and, and judgmental. You know what I'm saying? And it's also it, it shows you like who you like because you make exceptions for yeah. people that you like. I must say, right? Yeah. What about Tupac? Right. So I knew, I I met Pac several times in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So when I moved to LA, and you know, you know when you move someplace and the only people you know no. are the people you've been seeing. So it just seemed like y'all a little closer than you yeah. know you what. You know when people's like Pac is on some shit. I was like, no, Pac is brilliant. Pac <laughs> is wonderful. That's but quote, man. but that that comes from when you're familiar with somebody, you you click up. You say, and you know, I knew his family, like Shaka Zulu, who is um Ludacris's manager, manager. Yeah. is Tupac's cousin. Wow. So 
Like it, like there's lives. You know what I'm saying? So when Pac passed, actually. <laughs> I actually saw Pac like maybe a month before he died. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, at the um, players' ball. I'm a journalist, so back in the day, you would be at everything because you had the internet. That's why I wanted to ask you, like, what was your favorite, like, like experience? Experience here yeah, back then. Like, um, what was the ill journalist? Like, um, not mm. like. Party. Let me hear the Pac. Let me hear the Pac stories first. That's, uh, my, yeah, man. Yeah, that's yeah. my man. So, yeah, yeah. Pac, Pac Happy you know the players' high, ball um, <laughs> song, and the players' yeah. ball, the E40 joint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a music video. So everybody's there. Yeah. It's like Mac Ten's there. The West Coast. Ice T's there. Yeah. Captain Saberho was there. Everybody there, right? Yeah. Pac is there, and Pac is an element because it's some of the um, northern West Coast dudes. And you said this is a, this is this is Death Row Pac. This is Pac. You said a week before he passed. No, like a month. A or so, month. A month so of, this is like, this summer. is him fresh off bell doing all eyes on me. He's on top of the fucking world. He's on top of the world. It's a plays ball. Mm. So um. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm like, um, every two shorts there, the five footers are there, the loonies are there. Oh, like loonies. it's like it's like a West Coast heaven. West Coast heaven. It's like <laughs> rapping forte's there. It's re- ridiculous. And so I'm a journalist. I'm going to rap because back in the days, no internet. Yeah. Well, there's internet, but nobody's on it like this now, right? And so I see Pac with the with the girls, the video girls. He's like, yo, Nikki, rap pages, girl, come here, da da da. And I was like, no, because mm-hmm. I'm on that. Sh- yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm on. I'm twenty something. Yeah, I'm you're on your, your, your Zulu shit. Whatever. You ain't about to do. No, no, I wasn't on no Zulu yeah. stuff. Because <laughs> I would have been like Peace King. Whatever. Yeah. I was on some, whatever. You got these groupies around you. Who you think you talk? Like I'm on that, right? And he was like, no, nah, just. Come. I was like, nah, I'm good. Because I didn't know if he was going to be on some mm-hmm. people taking pictures. I didn't want no pictures yeah. me with no groupie stuff. Yeah. I didn't know if he was, because I knew he had some issues with the magazine. Right. So I didn't want him to say nothing to me that would be sideways in front of people. Mm-hmm. You just never know, right? And hip-hop was a space where you just had to really choose your battles because you didn't. I, as a female, usually rolling by myself, I didn't want to be in no space for no man to disrespect me, and then I'll have to, and, and it'd be crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Not that he would or whatever. I just always moved a certain way. Yeah, so right. I was like, nah, I'm good. And then he died. And then, I mean, he was murdered, like, later on. And I was like, damn, what if I had just not been on my shit? Yeah. Just went over mm-hmm. there and said something. Yeah. You know, just rap, you, you know. Regret what it, yeah. I do regret it. I do regret it. But I also, um, I treasure the good times that, like, I remember one of the things, and a lot of it, because when you, you said it earlier, like, um, journalists don't get their recognition. They're not supposed to. They're supposed to be quiet. Mm. They're not supposed to be seen. I like that. they they reporting stuff. So I'm right. not supposed to be, like, mm-hmm. people are like, Nicole, you got to put your stories. But, I'm only going to tell you certain stories. But no, the only reason why I say that, right, the, the one, well, I want to defend that because when you guys write good stories, you should be good. You should be no, no, but acknowledged for that. No, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. But there's something that don't that it should be like it, up, like it should be like in sports though. You see how sports like you know Mike did a lot of interviews, but then he, he started doing the exclusive only with Ahmad Rashad. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so it wasn't like you see how the media now. And I want to ask you a question after the question he already asked. As far as social media, it's like the media want to be the star too. And I feel mm-hmm. like that's a compromise of the work you're trying to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and I, I I've, I'm, I've been blessed to be like a fly on the wall mm-hmm. and a lot of great things. Like one of my, my best Tupac moments, I, it had nothing to do with me. It was him and um, Eddie Griffin. Mm-hmm. Right? Eddie Griffin. Eddie used to Griffin. Say, I know that was funny. funny. <laughs> he used to say funny. he was twins. 
Because oh. they look like, if you really, like, imagine them together, people are like, Yo, they look alike. I can't see that mm. if you're saying it, but I, I, have, I would have 30 to 30 years ago, probably. If you, <laughs> That's like, just, crazy. If you, if you Google it right now, Eddie Griffin and Tupac, right? That's crazy. <laughs> You'll see, it's a, like, they could be brothers, right? Yeah. And so I just remember their camaraderie and how they move together, right? And this is the funny thing. So when I, I'm young, I'm poor, I'm out there trying to hustle out in LA and that's Eddie Griffin's spot. Eddie was kind of popping like in the late 90s, right? Mid 90s, cause it's like 95, 96, 97. And so um, I got someplace and I had money. To, it was too far for me to like just call a cab. Yeah. I ain't no money to get home. Mm, and no I was way. like, the only person I knew at the spot was Eddie Griffin cause I met him with Tupac. Mm. And I was like, Eddie, I don't have any money to get home. Put, in my mind, I'm like, can you call a cab? Can you put a car service? Because I'm on that shit. Because yeah. back in the day, everybody just had car service. Right. He, just give, he was like, no, nah, I'm going to give you money to get home. Here's a cab. Gave me $100. Mm. The cab was like $30. <laughs> but I'm like 22, 23. Mm. I'm like, all right, yeah. so I'm going to give you the money when I see you again. And so I remember when I saw him, I was real happy. Like, I'm going to give him the money, money again. Yes. And he was like, nah. Don't bring it up. And every time I saw him, I would be like, thank you for giving me the money. And he'd be like, didn't I tell you stop saying that shit? Like, what are you doing? <laughs> but in my mind, I was like so grateful that somebody that really didn't know no, me like yeah, that, yeah. which just was like. I know that felt good. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it was, it's been a lot of people that just be like, I want you to get help. That's how it used to be. That's how it used to be. Like, I remember once when I was in first getting to New York, um, and I know you got a question, but I, Little stuff. I never really. Th it's in my mind right now. Nah, so I'm at. A, I'm at Negril. I'm at Negril. Mm -hmm. Right. So I'm just moving in New York. So I'm trying to figure stuff out. Um. So I'm at Negril, and Tretch is there. So I've known Tretch uh, since Tretch. I was like 17. Mm. I met Tretch when I was 17, and so. <laughs> like he know my twin. Like he. Yeah. Like I. I've known Tretch since mm. my um my aunt was really instrumental in um, hip hop and stuff back in the day. And so, um, shout out to Charlie Mack. Like, it's a whole bunch Charlie of Charlie Mack. Um, so, I'm at the Negril, and it's, no, I see Tretch right across the 23rd Street in the grill in, in, um, in the city. And um, he's like, I'm about to go over there to Negril, you wanna eat with us? And I'm like, sure, Michael Epps is there. Mm -hmm. And I know I've met Michael Epps a few times because I used to do these comedy shows in Philly and we used to, this girl named Annette, so you, the guy who owns um, Battle Academy. Okay. His aunt. Stiz. Yes, Stiz. His aunt, Annette, used to do, I used to be like her assistant. We used to do these um, comedy shows. She used to work for Uptown, work wow. for Andre Harrell. Like when I tell you just like, like That's there's so crazy. much, everybody was everybody. So, so I'm at this thing. So I knew Michael Epps from this old comedy spot, mm -hmm. right? like early, early, early on in his career when Def Comedy Jam was just starting, right? Mm -hmm. And so we're all in there. And so Tretch says, Nikki, how you get home? But I can see the Tretch is on. But high a little bit. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know how I'm getting home. I don't want to take the subway. You know, they be slashing people in the face. It's a gang <laughs> initiation. I'm not trying to go home. And da -da -da -da. Now, mind you, I'm in Brooklyn by this time. Right off of um, like Nostrand mm. and, and um, Fulton. Okay. So all I had to do was just yeah. get on the C or the A yeah. and just get right there. Like there. it was really like. Yeah, right there by the train. But I'm like, nah, I don't want to. Yeah. And Tretch was like, nah, here's some money. Shorty, you ain't never. And I was like, thank mm. you, Tretch. Mm. But in my face, it was like some old um, 80s mm -hmm. 
um, knowing all the drug dealers, how to talk to make sure the drug, they go make sure that you get home. Right, right, so, right. so that's in my mind, like the same way, like Eddie looked at, like that's how it used to be. Like I could, I was always everybody's little sister that they make sure that I'm safe, that's make dope. sure I'm home, that's make dope. sure whatever. So and they respected you. That's yeah. the that's the important thing. Yep. Mm. What was you asking us? Nah, I was asking her when's her like what was her first? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, not her first, but what was your favorite experience at uh, you know at a, a you know at the parties that they used to throw back then? You know, album release because they don't really do that now no more, mm. right? So, so not an album. So there's difference between like a um a listening party versus an album release. Mm, okay. So an album release would be like a party, a jam, like we celebrating the album coming out. Mm-hmm. Listening party is where they would just get a few people. Before the record will come out, they get their opinion. So the record will come out because because re- um, magazines came out a month, two months ahead of time. It took some time to put the magazine out. But right now, everything is like um, instantaneous, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, right? Like I could publish something now, it'll be up forever, right? Yeah. So um, they would give you the record like two months ahead of time. So you would have like the early joint, like so they would sit you up. Like in LA was dope because they would have you, they would woo you into loving the record. Mm-hmm. They would have all the great food. Mm-hmm. If you drank, they had to drink. If you had the, if you liked to smoke, they yeah. had to smoke for you. They had everything for you. Um, a lot of times they would send a car for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like they oh, really yeah, treat yeah, the press yeah, yeah, yeah. a certain you way. The re- yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's and they just move yeah, you I like the record. I ain't even to there make yet. sure <laughs> you get there. Now, the, who did it the best when I was coming up? Yeah. Um, Def Jam did it great. Okay. And Loud Records did it great. Mm. I wasn't in New York. I heard the bad boy stuff was popping here, right? Okay. But in LA, <laughs> first of all, Def Jam had the most money out of everybody. If it seemed like, okay. it just seemed like. Or I, I remember um, when um, what is the um, How to Be a Player? Yeah. When that album dropped, and that yeah. was the Ain't No Nigga was on the um, album. And, um, they rented the Playboy Mansion. So you can imagine, I'm like 22, 23. Mm, what's that I'm experience like, <laughs> like? It was popping. Like, first of all, it was like they picked you up in a car, in a van, then they drove you to a spot. Then it was another, like, and we didn't know where it was. Then we see that, like, it's the Playboy Mansion, and you see Homeboy with the robe. And half was there. Half was there. And, you know, we everybody dancing all hard on the dance floor. Dancing heart, like dancing, sweating, like you know, talent from um the comedian yeah, talent. Yeah, no talent. He out there. He's you know, everybody is just having fun. So that was, I mean, that was a really cool one. But Loud Records, when they would have album release parties or listening parties, they had a building, and so on top of their building was like a like a, a um like you know like like sun, there's some yeah. rooftop type yeah. thing, and so we'd be like out on the roof. It just be sexy. It's just like yeah. really sexy. so as a kid. You know, with that type of stuff, that was that was really. It was a lot of. I mean, like I, I they, I went to the studio for the listen to um the second Wu record while mm. they was making it. You know what I'm mm. saying? Like, wow. it like, but that's what I'm saying. Loud was the, that those type of people that they would put you in, in experiences. Experience. Yeah, what was like the, what you thought when you, before it came in that moment in that studio? You it, knew? Not that the music, and I, it wasn't about. See, see, music is not about the music as much as it's about the experience and how you feel when you hear the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, my undergraduate degree at Spelman College, the number one HBCU. Shout out world. to Spelman. For 30-some years. Um, Shout out to Spelman. My, my undergraduate degree was sociology with a concentration in ethnomusicology. Mm. So my interest has always been studying how music affects people, specifically hip-hop. Right. right? So for me, 
I remember being with Miss Noah Ochi, who was the publicist. She took me to the studio, and they was wilding, but they was vibing. And it was interesting to see old Dirty with like a, a ill button up, and his hair is all cut up, mad neat. And I was like, who's that? And it was Dirty, and I was like, when he was mm. Big Baby Cyrus, like you know, mm. was, he was different. But it was mm. like to see him clean cut. It took away the the character. Like I always say, that artists are just like, I know I'm talking fast, but um, artists are like comic books. Mm. There's a difference between Clark Kent and Superman, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a difference between. I like that analogy. It's true though. It's true. First of all, when you look at early hip hop. Everybody' name was like based off a of grandmaster cast, mm-hmm. the amazing either karate Spider-Man. or 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 comic books. And yeah, stuff but like even that. that, like the amazing Spider-Man, the Treacherous mm-hmm. Three, like they all kind of. Yeah, that's true. And yeah. the idea that I'm going to be Joseph Simmons now, mm-hmm. but when I put my hat on, my fedora on, yeah. my leather jacket on, I'm Run. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Or I'm DJ Run. Y'all know why he's DJ Run? Because he was the DJ for Curtis Blow. He was called Curtis Blow's son, DJ Run. Mm. So. Just stomping the shit out of us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. It's not even that sexy. It's just I'm old. No, it's nah, like nah, when, you, when you kids. Keep feeding it. Keep feeding it. Keep feeding it. I need that, though. Yeah. So, so it just was a great experience. Like, um, when I when I left Trackmaster, I mean, when I left Rap Pages and I worked for Lauren for a minute, I worked with Lauren's um, um, nonprofit, the Refugee Project. Well, I'm sorry. I'll even backtrack because, you know, we got so. So that was your first gig with Lauren. That was no, your, my of first my first gig out of college. Out of college. What was your my first gig out of college? Um, I was self employed. Troy Carter and I, we used to, well, Troy used to book all of the concerts, and I would help him promote it. Right, really, Troy didn't need no help promoting stuff. He just wanted mm-hmm. to make sure that I was getting money. Right, Troy Carter did. Um, so then I got a job with MTV. MTV rocked the vote. Okay. Mm. And I was. Um, and they had that for a long time. Yeah. So I, yeah, I was in rock. I started working for Rock, rock the Vote in '96. I um, was their first hip hop um, person before it was Rap the Vote, right? Mm. LL Cool J started the hip hop initiative with um, Donna Frisbee, Donna Frisbee Greenwood, who's um, my play aunt. And so she, I was working under her, right? And originally, this this a swerve, this the hustle. I got hired to be a, a assistant in the development department. So development is where they go and get grant money. Yeah. So my job was to answer phones and to write the letters right. and stuff like that. Right. I'm a creative though. Mm-hmm. So my letters would be all long and like mm-hmm. not professional or whatever, but I'm also a kid so I'm just out of college. And so they started wanting to do rap stuff, right? And rock the vote. You know what they would do is they would go to the concerts and they would set up a table and register people to vote, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so they wanted to get the Fujis and they wanted to get this, but they knew I knew them. No. Mm-hmm. So that got me into doing the public service announcements. So I would write the public service announcements in their voices, you know? Wow, so there's a picture on my IG of me and Meth. And that's the day that I wrote his public service. Oh, the, the, when he was the, hugging up all on you? Yeah, he was yeah. hugging up. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I nah, seen that. Nah. So, so, trying to um, get his power on. Nah, but, and it, but it was a little sis thing. Um, he asked me my nickname was Naki, like Nick Nack, like yeah. Nick Nack, whatever. And so yeah. I would write in their voice, right? And so um, I worked there, and that was cool. And then one day, um, I'm at a party and I meet the editor in chief at Rap Pages, mm. and she just was so. Her name is Sheena Lester, 
and she just, her name sounds like it, mm-hmm. Sheena Lester. And I just was like, wow, she's dope. Yeah. Like, I want to be like her, right? And so I, she was like, we're looking for an assistant. Mm-hmm. And I, But you have to be an assistant for Rap Pages as well as Rip mm-hmm. Magazine. So Larry Flint, mm-hmm. who just passed um, two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, the, rest in peace, Larry Flint, he was the... Um, the founder of Hustler Magazine. Yes, mm. yes. He also owned Rap Pages and he owned Rip Magazine. Mm. Right? Never do that. <coughs> yeah. I just know for Hustler. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he had, <laughs> at the time, he had 97 different magazines, including Tips and Tricks, the, the video game, the original video games, yeah. and PC Magazine, and um, Hunting Magazines, and game, like all kinds. He just had an empire, a, a publishing empire. And so um, it was so attractive. I was like, okay, I'll go come work for you. And my aunt was mad. I felt bad, but I had to, I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I wound up going to Rap Pages. And then eventually Rip fell because it wasn't selling. <laughs> and, um, excuse me. And so Rap Pages. So when I left Rap Pages, I got fired from Rap Pages um, for insubordination. And so, oh yeah, it's boy nation. He was on your, he was on Nikki's on that shit. Nah, it was on that pox shit. Nah, it wasn't really. Nah, it was like my, I was, I had said something slick, mm. but I was, um, my my dad had died, Biggie had died, we were in a, everybody was tense. She said something slick. I was like, who you talking to? I said something something like that. Like who you talking to? <laughs> Get fired. She didn't fire me because she she. Sent it to the higher ups. ups, and it's crazy because Larry Flint. I had a, a like a um, Larry Flint had asked me. He I thanked him for something, and we had like lunch or whatever. And he was like, "If you ever need anything," he didn't do that because he was paralyzed. But he was like, "If you ever need anything, let me know, and I will take care of you." But because I was raised by a mom in a drug, like you don't no man like that. You don't take nothing from him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nah, I'm good because you just never yeah. know when you. And he's a hustler yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. I was like, that sounds creepy. Like yeah. I'm doing that. Yeah. So I could have called and be like, yo, she trying to fire me, but I didn't do all that. I just took my L. Um, I linked up with Lauren Hill and came out to New York after you know I got the invitation to move out here, and I worked for her and her um, nonprofit for a minute. And in the interim of me working for her, I meet Rich Nice from Trackmasters, who's the A and R Trackmasters. He needed an assistant, <laughs> so I wound up, you know. So, because um, Lauren's my friend, yeah. and I'm working for her, but she's my friend, so she yeah. don't never gonna stop me from getting my yeah, higher get it, goal, get right? Back, yeah. So I wound up working under at Trackmasters. I was there when we signed Fifty. I want to ask that. You was around with, with that freestyle and all that, with Nori and all that. Yeah, Nori. I, w- I was there with the Kick Capri album. I was wow. actually A and R on that. I was A and R on the um, A and R assistant. So I did the admin stuff. So I made sure that people got their splits and things like that. that behind the scenes stuff. Mm-hmm. How um, was early fifty? How was yeah, early fifty? Around that? that time. Boo boo. The boo boo. Before he uh, got 50, shot. When he was chubby. Rowdy, rowdy. That was mm-hmm. around that time. Yeah. yeah. Like, he had yeah. a lot of fifty. Used to write so much. He was brilliant. So they would put him in Bearsville, right? And um. They just hear about all these stories. Like, he would just go up there for the weekend and come back with, like, 10 songs. He would outright everybody. He would outright Nori. He would outright um, Nature. Nature just never was as brilliant as 50. I love Nature. But mm-hmm. he just, maybe, if he, let me not say that. He was not as disciplined. Mm. 50 had a mindset that I'm going to win, you know. And shout out to Rich Nice, because Rich Nice set me up into a space where I had the opportunity to handle certain things. And because 50 lived... On guy, um, guy Brewer, one three four, yeah, right. Yeah, and I was on one thirty in Bedell. 
So I'm from the back block, so we're 50s mm. from too as well. So imagine this. So we would. I don't know because I'm from Philly. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'm. I get off the. We take the train home. Yeah, you take the E. Take the E. And so instead of getting on the bus, we gonna catch the what? The that van. The van, right? Mm, so we're in the van. Sure. The moment we ride up to the the um the market in the barbershop. Yeah. Right. That's so between, you know, I know what I'm yeah, talking about. That's between one three four and one three seven. We would get off. And it would seem like while we're riding up, there's people out there. But as soon as 50 would walk on, his, everybody's gone. <laughs> like Omar. <laughs> Omar coming. Really and I was like, what? Where'd everybody go? And he's like, he's laughing at it, right? So I go home. I tell my husband. He was my boyfriend at the time. And I was like, yo. No, I didn't tell him that. But I know, I noticed that, right? So one day, 50 was like, we're not taking the train home no more. Mm. He came pick me. He was at the, you know at the record label. He came. He took me home in the car, and he rode up in a circle. Was and the circle disappeared. Like everybody gone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so when I get upstairs, <laughs> like later on, like Greg come in, he's like, "So I heard you came through with Boo Boo," and I was like, "Boo Boo, who's Boo Boo? Who's that?" And he's like, 50, your friend Fifty. And I was like, how you know that? He's like, because he shot up the circle back in the day, so a lot of people scared of him. Mm-hmm. Well, he might not yeah. have, Greg might not have said it that way, but that's how it sounds to me. Mm-hmm. For anybody who listens from Rochdown, be like, yeah. why would Greg say that? He didn't say it like that, but he basically was like, there was something to happen. And yeah. be, like, 50 was a terror, yeah. <laughs> you know. And when they saw me get out of his car, it was alarming because, again... <laughs> what are you doing in his car? Yeah. <laughs> like, how you know this guy? How you know yeah. this guy? Not knowing that he was signed to. Because um, I don't think people really believe that he was signed. Because mm-hmm. he wasn't a rapper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He became a rapper when he got hit. hit. Yeah. He told the story before. When he got hit in a car, that, um, when Jam Master Jay hit him. Mm-hmm. And Jay was like, How much do I owe you for your car? He's like, Nothing. I'm a rapper. Give me a deal. Mm-hmm. And he said, went, went home and wrote his first rap. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So you was there when you got hit too? You was around, around that time? Nah, 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 nah. I just heard yeah. him tell the story. Okay. That's sick. Though. But th- that's, that's when he was writing for Sweet Tea and Onyx. Mmm. Mmm. Hold and, on. And, and, Maybe that's where that tension first come from. Mmm. Mm. Because he was very mad at you. You know, he always, <laughs> they always had some. And it's like Fredro Star lying on camera on about two different interviews. You know what I mean? Maybe that's you know. Shout out to Fredro. Like Fredro, when he was an actor out in LA, I used to see him. You used to see him out there. Mm-hmm. I used to like because I looked like a kid like back then. I was like not even a hundred pounds at the time, so I used to always like get extra money on Moesha. Mm-hmm. He was Moesha girl Damn, boyfriend. So crazy. like we. You know what I'm saying, yo, you need like, so you need, like two hours with her. Like, <laughs> she, like you got so so, so many layers to you. It's crazy. It's like, hilarious you here, when you, you was here. You was there. I mean, Moesha. but LA was that way back in the day. Like, you know, I used to hang out with the girl Countess Vaughn a lot. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Right. And then, and actually, what's deep she's, is that she's, she'd be always singing too. Right? She's amazing. Yeah, she, she's she's, a, she's a, mm, amazing. Yeah. And she's a beautiful mm, person. Yeah. Knows, knows the Lord. Um, but mm. she, um, my Ia Campbell went to college with me. So when mm. I moved out to LA, she had just transferred to Pepperdine. He was, she was just starting to do in the house. She used to be in a show called South Central. So this is before her her addiction kicked in, and and this is before I think that she her um, mental illness was diagnosed. Mm. Right? Yeah. It's right like right around the time her mom might have just died, died or something. Yeah, like, or her mom didn't die yet, but her mom used to you know it, I'm she was in school at Spelman. She was at Spelman. 
And oh, so wow. we used to call her Chanasa. We didn't call her Maya. Mm. So when I was out to L.A., she was, you know, you link up with the people you know. So she was somebody I hung out with. And because she was on UPN, UPN used to have all these parties. Black, so black, I yeah. would be, you know, I would link up with, you know, the, the my, you know, all of those, the, yeah, the Eddie, Eddie Griffin, the right, Malcolm right. Jamal Warner, everybody had those the, shows there. So like the um, com- was it the comedy store or something like that? Comedy, nah, nah. The, the, the UPN show was Eddie and Malcolm. Okay, yeah. So they had that. They had like two seasons. Yeah, it was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it, I want to say it was longer than that. They, it was, it was, it was. Yeah, but you, you were saying that they had like they had, they would have these parties where everybody, everybody would be there. Everybody would be there. That's crazy. Because like, yeah. they don't have like TV shows. Positivity. Like how it but see, is like like that remember, no UPN was just starting. Mm. Okay, you're right. So what they were trying to do is create the UPN family, yeah. right? I used to watch UPN around that time. That I mean, good, everybody yeah, did. Yeah, that was the, show. They took Fox. They took all the thunder from yeah. Fox. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, that's, uh, that's true. Yeah. you know what I'm saying? So UPN, it, UPN ten news with Brenda Blackman. Brenda Blackman. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, shout out to Brenda Blackman. Blackman. So know. yeah, you know. So remember the group Black. So when I was at Trackmasters, Black was there. Boom, like an eight oh eight. Which. Which is interesting because that's an R. Kelly song. So as mm. much as I love that song, I don't want to. This is during the time when R. Kelly, R. Kelly had a lot of hits, though. It's hard mm. to like. Yeah, that, you know what I mean. But you know what's crazy? So when I was in college, I did a lot of internship, but to make money because I'm I was raised poor, I had to work like at like um, swap meets and stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so I'm at one of these. It's so I was working at WIA, which is Warner Electric Atlantic, mm-hmm. as an intern mm-hmm. with all the records and stuff yeah. like that. But the people that I worked for in the swap meet, they used to sell bootleg, um, like bootleg like DVDs, CDs. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. It was um, cassettes, tapes, yeah. tapes and stuff. Right? They would record this stuff, and so I was like, I can't be doing this. I work mm-hmm. at the record label, and now you selling yeah. the da da da. And I remember. Um, 14, um, what was it, 12 play came out. And everybody was like, and I was like, this guy is singing about Aaliyah. And like at WIA, Warner Electric mm-hmm. Atlantic, Aaliyah was signed to Atlantic. Right. So people had already, it had just came out. Yeah. He's, you know, they married. Da, yeah. da, da, like, And I was like, that's a, he, she's cl- younger than me. Yeah. He's way older than me. He's dirty. So I never yeah. listened. The same way I could say I watched the mm. Friday. So from then, so you ben, never had a soul sour never. taste in your mouth. I, 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 I believe I, I can believe fly. fly you know it was that? very difficult for me to even hear. Like I said, socially, wow, if I'm in some yeah. space, but I'm not mm. breaking out. That's crazy. They played that and you play, probably that was wasn't the only one either. But for me, it was like this dude yeah. was having sex with his little yeah. girl. You probably was he the only met, one talking that shit. No, around, I was like, not. But, yeah, but, but a lot of people was tight lip about us for so long. It's like no, it was one of those things. Um, shout out to Dell Hill and um, um, James Rose. James Rose has passed. He was my boss at Wea. Um, they were very protective. Mm. The the industry was different back then. So men being in relationship with younger girls, you know. Was a sexy, cool thing. The old head yeah. with the young chick and da 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 da. Not no 14, 15 year old girl. So you would hear them talk like, nah, this is not cool. Like people said it, but what could you do? Because for a lot of people, specifically folk, <laughs> um, they was like, just bread is coming in. Like, I don't yeah. care about what these nigga business, yeah. what they doing. It's a monkey business. It's a monkey business. I'm yeah. worried about the check. And so um, she and she got away. So by ninety six she was away. She was mm. separated. She was doing the um Your Love is mm-hmm. a one. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So right, by right, that right. But it 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 
but no one I didn't know that it was all these other girls either because he came was off of my even step in the name of love I was like I'm not stepping in the name of love that man peeing little girls mm. like by the time that came out I'm like yeah, he's disgusting hard, you know it's hard yeah. it's hard if, you, if, you, if it's hard if you can be compromised I can't mm. I, I can't I know he sleep with little girls yeah. I know little girls I remember growing up and how the old heads used to ride up on the how many girlfriends I know used to get dropped off mm-hmm. school by yeah. their old boyfriend to be like 21, 22, and they like 15. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. But I also know they got pregnant and he left and they like yeah. yeah. So when yeah. you know yeah. how older men exploit younger girls and they can say, oh, she was so fast, but you 15. She Her brain not all the way developed yeah, yeah. till she's 25. So you yeah. know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. So that. Damn. I want to talk about the, the, the time. When was you at the source? Like, what was. Like, what I joined the source relatively late. Um, I joined the source in 2017. Mm, uh-huh. Okay, okay. So you was you came in way after all that. Then, yes. That so time. when the source was the, the the source that that people that era when people checked mm-hmm. for, I was at Rap Pages. So we tried to go at the next. Mm-hmm. So it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. it was competition. And so if you look, we just had a reunion because. Um, Cause Larry died, so the rap page and we started looking at our old covers, and it was like we like it would be who gonna have the hottest cover. Yeah, like so we like we would know so each it was other. Like a, friendly. You have like a battle every week, every every month. It would be like it was it was like it was like um, what covers, URL versus yeah. I want to say RV. what covers. Yeah, you had to say like, oh, damn, they they got us on that one. And what and I can't imagine. Vice, I, vice they never got when I was at rap pages. They never got us. Mm. Never. If you look at the old source oh, yeah, covers, and that one of them is the biggie, the biggie joint. We had the Biggie cover with the crown. See, that's that's, that's legendary. legendary. That's like, no, you that's know the the place. far side cover. Um, you ever see the far side album cover where they like wrapped up in um um it's like a straight jacket, but it really is tape. All of them are wrapped together. It's like a straight jacket. That's our cover. I seen that. You seen the cover uh, the the picture of um the Goody Mob coming up out the swamp? swamp. Yeah, that's, that's our cover. We had premiere on it. I'll cover. Mm. We had Ken Swift. I'll cover. Um, we had um, Nas. His first cover. Us. Real mm. cover. Us. Mm. Um, like we. I mean, if you just Google all of the crazy, amazing, and the art direction was under um, Brent Rollins, who eventually left and was at Eagle Trip, and then he went to um, Complex and Massapilla, whatever. But he's still just. He's still amazing. Brent Rollins is. So. How you feel about Elliot Wilson? He's a dope writer. He's an amazing personality. And he has he has exploited his opportunities as a personality and created a name that's bigger than um the 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 brand that launched him. Yeah. Right? Right, Shout yeah. out to Ellie. How you feel about like hip hop as far as journalism now? Like you know, it was different back then. It was more organic. Do you feel like it's a lost art and how you just feel about it now it, in the it, state it's of It's a lost art. Mhm. But it's also a different medium. Okay. So people don't read long stuff anymore. They read mm-hmm. short stuff. You know, and so at the end of the day, the journalist's job is to write for the reader. Yeah. Otherwise, that's masturbation. You're just yeah. doing it for yourself. Self, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and there's times when you can just write for yourself. And it can be beautiful and you put your books out, you put your whatever out. But if the goal is to entertain the reader, you find a voice that they speak that speaks to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so the problem with now is because it's so um, disposable and because the reader, oftentimes their attention is so short. Yeah. 
you don't get in-depth stuff, deep stuff. And because because it's so disposable, you can't get paid like you used to. Mm. And so um, people write for less than nothing. Um, so the way that people valued the writer is different. Um, I think that social media allows people to get the news faster. And artists no longer feel the need, oftentimes, to go through press. Yeah. They feel like I can get it, but is it something different about being on the cover of a magazine? Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm about to say, do you feel like print is like that too? Like print, as far as some people say, print is going out of style, but I still see. I feel like it's, whenever, I feel like it's emerging again a little bit. I mean, so? it never goes away. But what really, it, when you go to Hudson News, yeah, when you go to Hudson News, you still see yeah. F- magazines, yeah. right? Yeah. So what happens is you still have people who are not connected they're not in new york mm-hmm. right they're right. in wherever they are Miami, yeah. and they might see it online but there's always something now what happens when you read a magazine the stories are evergreen because mm. you because you can't write new stories yeah. so what do you, you write in depth Dep stories, stories. Yeah. so if i write a story if i interview somebody i find out like i did an interview with my, with geechee Gotti. Mm-hmm. no one knew that geechee Gotti went to gramlin college university Wow. And while he was at Grambling University, guess what his major was? What? Guess. Guess. Anybody, just anything. Um, business. Engin- no, no. Business. Criminology. 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 Gotti. But I got that because I'm a dope <laughs> yeah, journalist. So I know the questions that ask. You know what I'm saying? I know how to get people to say things that they wouldn't say, say in other places. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, but I also, when you see the articles, right? A lot of times those articles are not read because um, battle rap fans in particular are not as interested in reading as much as they are in beef. Right. 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 <laughs> Especially that. So, I'm so, surprised though. And because I look, I'm not into battle rap like that. So, but I'm surprised they wouldn't be because the way how they are. They, well, I mean, the, the artists will read their stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the art, what, what happens is people screenshot stuff and that's all oh, that's hot. But they won't have the time. It's, it's, it's a lost art. Mm-hmm. When, what last book did you read? What's the last book you read? I don't even remember. Exactly. And I was trying. And matter of fact, the book that I was trying to read was something about. I think it was called "So Angry." <laughs> something wild mm-hmm. like that. Because I was, I'd be wilding. So I was trying to mm-hmm. read something like that. It's called "So Angry." I didn't re- finish the whole thing. Was it? A, was, was it a way to decompress yourself or how to deal with it? Or was yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And I didn't read the whole thing. But like you said, yeah, because like time, time consuming, you know what I'm saying? So. But this is the thing. So dig this. When you look at the population of who buys rap music, what do you think is the population of African-American men between the ages of 15 and 35 that buy hip hop content, music, streams, streams, content, whatever? 15, 35? 35%. Who do you think is the majority per, who, who keeps the hip hop alive as far as commerce? Caucasians. Mm-hmm. Caucasian who? Kids, kids, and yeah, gender, female. Nope. No kids. Caucasian boys. boys. Yeah. Mm. Fifteen to thirty-five. Mm. And battle rap, same thing, right? So they consume our culture in ways that y'all don't. Mm. Because and I mean y'all not, but mm-hmm. I know yeah, what you mean. Yeah. What the, what we want to do is something fast. We still be trying to be cool. They trying to learn who we are. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. they'll know our history more than we know our history. Right. Exactly. Right. The yeah. little stuff that I talk about with Run DMC, they'll tell you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, and before, Shaheen is not really a Wu-Tang member. He's yeah. an affiliate. Yeah. And yeah. Like, they know yeah. because they study it. They value yeah. in ways. So while people are like. Eminem like that. It's a lost <laughs> art. <laughs> why you got to say Now he is. He's a hip-hop buff. I'm dead serious. <laughs> Yo, so when you. He's my favorite. One of my favorite rappers. Oh, okay, okay, okay. He's doing jazz. I know him. Now I'm the same, for real. But you know. Also, when when it comes out, is 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 the the magazine, the book, a lost art? Well, not, we not doing it, mm-hmm. but there's somebody out there doing it. buying them when they're out there because now it's a it's a um, it's a collector's item. Yeah, but yeah. see, here's the thing, and I used to collect mm-hmm. magazines when magazines was magazines. Mm-hmm. Like I had Double XL. I had the source, but I had more double XL and double XL. Because that's more my years. What, what years? Because I would say more like from like 2000, Come late on. like you can't forget Jet Magazine too. Everybody had that in their bathroom when they're getting maybe like late two, like the late 2006. Yeah, 2006. So by all, that time, there was a all shift. The way on, yeah. There was a shift in ownership. Shout out to Londell McMillan who owns the black man that owns the source now. Okay. You know the source wasn't really. It was you know David Mays. Mays used to own. You yeah, know yeah. A, a brilliant young man from D.C. who went up to Harvard, started the, the oldest hip hop magazine in history, mm-hmm. right? And so shout out to um, Uncle Ralph, the yeah. oldest hip hop media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. In history, I still got that recorded every week. That, yeah, Video music box. Too. I always get my music. Yeah. So, always see, got sure. to. Yeah. so so so. But when I love watching video music box. Yeah. Um, David lost the magazine when um, he tried to invest in the dot-com world too early. Mm. Put a lot of money there. He wound up losing it, went bankrupt. And Londell, black man, brilliant black man, who actually got prints off of his um, Warner Brothers yeah. deal, mm. the slave, when Prince had slave, mm-hmm. Londell McMillan came up with the whole concept of the symbol. The symbol. Okay. And also came up with the con- the concept that the only way you can get Prince's albums is if you go to his website and buy it from him. Mm-hmm. That's why it wasn't until Prince died that Prince's music was on YouTube or yeah, any yeah, places where you find them yeah, now. He couldn't get it, yeah. No, he, yeah. he wasn't about that. And that was because Londell was Prince's manager as well as his attorney. And he made sure that the strategy was to make sure you come to us. Now, everybody doing that now with the streaming. Yeah, right, yeah. Everybody's right. trying to, Everybody you know, that, neutral, but yeah. Londell was on it way back in the day. So that's the, the mind behind the source now. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so, um, that's yeah, so I mean, he's learning it. He's learning, and he's he has a streaming company he just started. You know what I'm saying? The source streams. Shout out to the source. I mean, there's other publications that have been living and doing great. All hip hop is still thriving. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah, not right for them. Hip hop, the I still write. Like, yeah. like I used to couple. Yeah, I still I go on my couple sites. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. it ain't much as it used but to. But they're not magazines, yeah, like, right? Yeah, yeah. So, no. so you have XX, and you know the history of XXL. They were all former source people who left when Benzino mm-hmm. wild out, and they all went to, and the. Another white man mm-hmm. said, "Let's start this XXL magazine, hip hop magazine." You know, mm-hmm. At, we, what we can say is that um, Vibe magazine, even though he had investors, was had started a by a black man. Mm-hmm. And Vibe was started by who? It was a black man that started Vibe magazine? You got was, me again. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. It was Quincy? Quincy Jones. Quincy Jones? I, didn't know. I, know. See, I, I, knew, I knew he had something to do with it, but I didn't know it was his. I didn't know mm-hmm. that he. Yeah, you get a half point for that, though. <laughs> I know, you I know. You get some points. You get some points. Now, I'm going to ask you, too, because you know it's Women's History Month. How you feel like the state of hip hop, as far as a woman, you know, you coming up to now, do you feel like it's more women in power or everything on, on the whole scale? Um, It's a natural progression. 
So it's not even just as more women in power in hip hop, it's more, more women in power in life. Mm-hmm. The world has opened up a lot more. But I can tell you, shout out to Karen Mason, shout out to Deanna Williams, shout out, shout out to Tracy Waples, Rhonda Cowan, so, you know, Layla Turkin. Those were women, Sylvia Rohn, mm-hmm. who back in the day, Cassandra Mills, mm-hmm. who were in the boardrooms fighting so that other women can come through, right? Mm. And so there's always women that are like assistants and women doing this. Um, now it's just bosses and the culture is different. When it comes to women as artists, there's a lot of women back in the day. The difference though is that it would be a woman with a crew, right? Mm. You kinda had to be, have a crew to kind of come out. Now women are just coming out like F your crew, kinda. Cause there's a lot of females who are connected to other guys, but mm. there's a lot of, chicks out here who are out here women out here who are out here dolo and they don't need the cosign mm-hmm. of like like little kim had the cosign of biggie, biggie yeah. and junior mafia mm-hmm. right foxy had the cosign of nas, nas and the firm mm-hmm. right and jay kind of yeah. emil emil jay um shantae rockin shantae the juice crew mm-hmm. who was the cosign for salt and pepper was the kid in play Kinda. Kinda. Kinda, but no. Um, Herbie Love Bug. Okay. The boyfriend, right? Yeah. So, what about um, <laughs> the, boyfriend. the producer? Yeah, yeah. The producer, because he was far he more than. the boyfriend, yeah. yeah the producer. But he's the producer. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he was producing Kid and Play. Like, yeah. And all the yeah. And he's, you know, he wanted to produce Kwame, but Kwame's so skilled. Right. You know, he didn't need it. So, who was um, who was Sweet Tea and I'm down with? Who was now, the crew? That, one I, that uh-huh. one I don't know. That one. See, same people, same people yeah. Mm. Um, <laughs> yeah MC Light, who was MC Light, the crew that she was down with. MC Light. They wrote a lot of her rhymes. Damn. She say their names audio in her tracks. Audio, <laughs> audio two, two, the two audio. Mm, okay. I, I, um, priority, family priority. See, you know what I'm saying? Say, so I knew she said their name in her raps. <laughs> I knew. Right, go I got a brother. His name mm. is Mo. Uh, uh, so, uh, how you feel about as far as because you know. Females back then, I ain't gonna say it was none of them, but it was very few of them as far as the content of the music. I hear all these females rapping and Sweet. stuff now. I'm uh, very few. Explain what you mean. I mean, like, it was only one little Kim, and I will, I'm not saying was to, there as far as a sexual explicit, like, no, Foxy a, and Kim came out the same year. Okay, so. Foxy and Kim, but Charlie now you Baltimore. got Megan Thee Stallion. Now you got Cardi B. But not, you had Charlie Baltimore. Like, you had um, bitches with problems. You had Latrim. Uh, you had, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Mm, you had women out there. You okay. know what I'm saying? You had still out? Okay. the first sexual women, the women who were really like sexy was Salt and Pepper, and they had a song called "Let's Talk About mm-hmm. Sex, Baby." Yeah, right. They had booty shorts on, and they was the, and, and and the brothers was getting. Mm-hmm. The difference is the culture elevates differently, right? But I mean, the first person to get out there to be. Gucci down and fly mm-hmm. is expressions, but it was a different style because it was the so early. So you feel 90s like they, the girls now they 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 get more flack than they should because it never been, it never was different. I it think it, yeah, like, I think it's an evolution and, and it's a, um I think that they're excessive is a little more excessive mm, because okay. the world allows you to say more now. You know, even if we, we can flip this to say I think that one of the most hood rappers is Just Ice, mm. <laughs> right? You know what I'm saying? And, and and we could go just like we could talk about Coogee Rap. We could talk about Rakim. Mm-hmm. You, all you got to do is look at the Peyton Full album. You see who's on the back right. of Peyton Full album. You know that those are like the original 50 Cent is on mm-hmm. there, right? Right. However, 
he's none of them ever spoke about street stuff the way people are talking now okay right it's just now the game is different and the the character the the constitution of the character is different so you could be a hood dude you talking about shooting this person and doing this and doing that and doing that they didn't really do it that way back back then and it doesn't say that they're wrong now it's just the world everybody puts everything out there you know what i'm saying everything like I can rattle these stories off, but best believe I'm censoring myself. Mm-hmm. For sure. Mad people don't censor themselves yeah. now because the more you know, like when You're we was on here. Yeah. Huh? You from that era. A censoring yourself? Because yeah. you could get killed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So no, I really, know, you can like, get killed. Yeah. Like, they talk yeah, this yeah, rat yeah. stuff mm-hmm. now. It's a lot of rats running around and doing a lot of different things. Yeah. No, I, 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 I remember being in a car with an artist and I saw something and he flat out told me, you say something, you could die. Mm. Yeah. And it just was what it was, and mm. and I knew it, and I was wouldn't have said nothing because it wasn't no big thing to me, yeah. but I understood it was a big thing to him. Yeah, yeah, you get it. Yeah. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so <laughs> I got stories I'll go to my grave with because, like I said, I was a fly on the wall. It was a privilege mm. to be a fly on the wall, and I had no desire to be the person. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just the, yeah, there's no reason that's to real. you know. It's, um, like it's so funny. Um. So I'm working, one of the projects I'm working on now is a book. The book is called, um, it's called Survival of the Fittest. Mm. The um, Life After Queen, Queensbridge, Loud Records, and the Death of Prodigy. Mm. So I'm working on it with Havoc, right? So I remember when I first kind of met Havoc, like at the Loud 25. So um, the anniversary? Just passed, the anniversary okay. just passed. But while we were talking, he's like, yo, what's up? Da, da, da. And we were talking about all the times we met in the past. Yeah. But the times went back to me being a teenager. And he was like, I thought he was like 16 because yeah. they was real little and I'm little. So I'm thinking, because my job was to babysit them. Right. Like, not babysit them, but well, to watch keep them. An eye on them. Yeah. Keep yeah. an eye on them because I was working for Deanna Williams with the all these conferences back in the day. You guys will never know what it's like to have a How Can I Be Down and all of those things, which the, the closest that you will get to is going to the gnome right. and hanging out outside of that. But there were conferences on how to get into the music industry. Mm. And so one of my mentors, Deanna Williams, she had the I Am Conference. Deanna Williams used to be married to Kenny Gamble. She's the woman responsible with Kenny Gamble and Sheila Eldridge and some other people for Black Black Music Month mm. in June. She ha- she signed that with Jimmy Carter back in the day. So, so that was my mentor back yeah. in the day. And actually one of the people who got me in the industry when right. I was like 15. Mm. Um, so I'm babysitting Havoc. And I'm telling Havoc, do you remember we were in a hotel? It was the youngsters running around. And he was like, you wish... And it was like, yeah. And so after that, we clicked. And that's when... We started working together on different things, mm. and so that's dope. Cause that's later in life now, at, at all the accomplishments for both of y'all. So. Yeah, yeah, and it was interesting because, like, I I remember mm. I mean, he was well behaved. Probably was one little one smoking cigarettes and stuff. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> you know. Um, but it's also an amazing thing to sit back and see how like I mean, he can trust me with his story because he can. I I, I know the questions to ask. Mm. Again, it goes back to caring more about the the, the craft of being a journalist. Than the popularity of being a journalist. Right. Yeah. Right. I don't care if you know my name. Mm-hmm. A lot of publications don't even write under my name. Right. Like you know. You exactly. Know. Mm-hmm. Um, I care that you that the people that make money and make moves 
recognize my gifts and put me on to other situations where I can help other people. Right. Right. Because the more you help, you just invite people to help you. Yeah. Right. And so, like, I have a um, piece coming out, Christian Science Monitor. I have pieces on front page, which is like a light, a left wing political, like when the insurrection. Mm -hmm. yeah. I have like articles on being black and da 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 on like a real big yeah. political site. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. As well as my hip hop stuff. While I'm writing hip hop, hip -hop stuff, so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Because I believe that life is about elevation, and my concentration in hip hop is battle rap. And part of the reason why I don't write as much for the source anymore is because. My love is writing about hip hop mm -hmm. and, and writing about battle rap in particular because right. it reminds me of the part of hip hop that I fell in love with. Mm -hmm. And so I'm principled enough and been blessed enough that I can kind of alter or, you know, curate a life where um, I can write for who, the people I want to write for. Mm -hmm. Now, I still do stuff for the source. Like, I, I write for the, I mean, I do things for the source, I do special things for the source. Um, I, help, I help in other ways. But that that interests me though, because mm -hmm. what made you so? What made you like have that comparison? What made you say that yo, battle rap is like yo. This brought me back to a part of hip hop that I like. What? How? Like? I what, think that's it, I'm sorry. I think I, what was the what was your first event? It was the RBE event, wasn't it? It was my first event, but it was one of my my what, one the, of my well, that you was favorite covering. ones. You, you, yeah, like what made you? Yeah, what made you? Tom I James. covered. I covered other stuff, but I was covering yeah. that one. My, that was my when I. That was my first RBE event. Yeah, yeah. Right, but I've been to other events. Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. But what made you decide to go into like? So in in two thousand three four, two thousand three four maybe five four, four or five, I put a comic book out with um some some guys, a guy Brandon Schultz that I grew up with, and the two twins Matt Mike and. Mike and um, Mark Davis, the Mad Twins, and the comic book is called Blockheads. Mm -hmm. Blockheads was a comic book about battle rap mm. and how it, the character was black. He was kind of modeled after Nas. Mm. Um, and they were battling, and he was the, the street guy, name was Vulture. And it did very well. We wound up having a cartoon. It's on YouTube. You can go to Blockheads, mm -hmm. B L O K H E D Z. Gatorade was, our, um, was a sponsor who um, sponsored our animation. And we had toys. And so battle rap is a part of my life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? What happened is how I got into battle rap this That's way like, yeah. is when I was in seminary, get my master's in divinity, mm. um, my husband was like, yo, you're going to love this battle rapper. Battle rapper, who I'm going to love? Because I don't know battle rap from everybody battle. So yeah, the yeah. idea that this is some new battle, this is not that new yeah, yeah, from what know, people yeah. did. <laughs> like everybody think it's brand new. We doing... It's not that different. The skill level is different, but, you know, same thing. So my husband's like, watch this Christian battle rapper, Saga, whose mm -hmm. birthday is today. Shout out to Saga. So yeah, I was like, Saga. I'm watching it. And I was like, yo, it's crazy, but it's a rabbit hole. Because once I watch Saga, I, I, I start to see, oh, who's this guy? Oh, who's that mm, guy? And so then okay. I, I started getting into it. And so it's funny because when I was at Trackmasters, 97, 98, 99, around that time, so was Beasley. He was at Sony. Mm -hmm. So I met Beasley back, back then. then. Mm. And so <laughs> I would see Beasley. I'm like, what is Beasley doing? So in my, that made me want to support Just it even more, more because I would hear, you know, and um, Vlad TV used to cover it a lot. So mm. I remember um, I'm, I'm working with Chuck Creekmore from All Hip Hop, and we decided to go to this battle. We decided to go. 
but we clowns because we clowns. Yeah. So we're going to the Fredro Star and the oh and the God. Keith Murray Keith battle. Keith Murray, my God, that's probably one of the most funniest battles you ever want to see. Yo, yo. <laughs> Keith was on yo. one. Keith was on one. I remember one. that. I didn't. Keith was the Jamaican the joint. <laughs> Yo, I let me shove some so security or something. You shoving? No, up. I got hit in the head by the thing. Like it's so. Son. That was just the funniest Son. thing, thing, right? <laughs> so me and Chuck there, we cracking up, and I'm laughing. It was at Milk's River, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm like, so, mm-hmm. <laughs> so what happens is I'm on the side. Please, Terrence, don't be mad at me. But Big T falls in the dark on oh, the floor, no. and I'm like, I'm trying to help him. Like I try yeah. to try to get, like cushion yep. him but you know yeah. and so i see um i'm like i gotta go get i'll go get beasley so i can help you because yeah. he couldn't get up yeah i'm like beasley beasley you gotta come <laughs> big t fell and before yeah. beasley can be like nikki he's like okay so we rush and we get him up terrence up and it's all good and he's safe because at the end of the day it was dark. Yeah, it was a yeah. lot. It was like a lot of I stuff heard, there. It shit was. I heard it was slippery and shit. Slippery. In there. Yeah. It was slippery and he tripped over something they had there that they weren't supposed to. So it wasn't like mm-hmm. you know, it was nothing funny. You know what I'm saying? It could have been anybody, and he could have been hurt because it was so dark and it was stuff around. Mm-hmm. He could have hit his head. Shout out to Big T. He looks like a, yeah, he a like, lost, he yo, lost Big T. Wow, is, wait, yeah, he on his yeah, Big T. Yeah, he on his shit. Sexy you know, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sexy tips. So, so. I busy start talking to me and be like, um, you should come to the events. And I wouldn't come to the events. I would go to like the Queen of the Ring events. Because yeah. I, I was going to all the Queen of the Ring events, right? And so it was just. So I was going to all the Debo stuff at um, Queen of the Ring. And I see Beasley. And he's like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. You don't come to my stuff. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna come. I, so I came to. I want to say the first event was the first double impact that I went for URL. Right, right, right. right. And that might have been before or after the RBE thing. I'm not even gonna lie. That's crazy. That's your first event because that was a legendary event. Yes. That was probably one of the best rounds you ever witnessed live. Mm-hmm. The first round with gun titles that Sue Surf and, and Tay Rock and um, DNA and K Shine. When I mean they almost blew the fucking roof off Irvin Plaza. So. Continue. Then I went to the RBE thing, and it's so funny. When I went to the RBE one, the first person I meet was Saga. Mm. And I was like, crazy. you're the reason why I listen to Power Up. And he, mm. we became, like, buddies after that. Like, he's like, mm. he's Christian, I'm Christian. So it just it just rocks. Yeah. The Christians are here. And, mm. so, um, <laughs> and so then I came as a guest of goods. Okay. Right? Because I have a movie my daughter and I wrote, um, and we're still in the process of trying to um, – the guy Blue, um, who um, manages Nick Cannon, mm-hmm. actually has has the project. And because of the whole thing with Nick Cannon, stuff kind of slowed down or whatever. Yeah. But at the time, we were trying to do it independent, and we wanted Goods to play the lead drug dealer. Okay. So you know, so it was that makes sense. One of those things. <laughs> well, it, 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 the storyline is so crazy, but yeah. and when you, it really does make sense for Goods to play it. Um, and we also have. The Mystics, um, some um, Simone and Dorian Mystic, interested in playing a couple, and my daughter, who is um, my daughter, is an actor. She's an award-winning actor. Mm. Oh um, yeah, yeah. She's forty. Um, she just made Forbes thirty under thirty this year. Wow. The yeah. Yes. Wow. That's crazy. Forbes thirty Amazing. under thirty. <laughs> 
Amazing. So, um, this is amazing. Well, hold on, hold on. You can't just skip. say that like that. No, because like, it doesn't the story. Keep... So, when I'm at the RBE event, that's you know that's what I think where you and I met. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Let's talk about let's, let's talk about For that. Real, like, yeah, 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 your daughter was a bro, accomplished actor. Mm-hmm. What couple of films she was in? Well, she's done Broadway twice. Oh wow! So she was in Fences in 2010 okay. um, with Denzel Washington and Viola Davis and Michael T. Williamson and um, Russell Hornsby, um, Chris Chalk, Jason Dearden, um, Steve McKinney, um, and they they um, Sasha Coleman. My daughter's name is Eden Duncan Smith. They got a Tony for mm. that. Mm. Mm. So you um, got a trophy in the house? No, we don't. Denzel has a trophy, and the producers have the trophy. Well, you, now you just gotta get one made, and like, yeah. Nah, it's okay. <laughs> Cause she, she was funny. My daughter's a, uh, an actor. Yeah. Uh, so the she things did, that she, she walks she, in, she, she, yeah. she don't care about don't trophies. Care about yeah, 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 she cares, yeah, yeah. and, and so that's the about the art. That's the, the art, and, mm-hmm. and the greatest and thing like is that her you, first job that. would be with Denzel and Viola, and they were able when she was nine and ten, they pushed in her head like. Be care about the care about the art, care about the this. If fame is supposed to be yours, it will come regardless. Yes, yeah. mm-hmm. So y- your job is to make sure that you're famous for the right thing. Mm-hmm. People see you for the right. My daughter, like, she, if you followed her online, you would never know she's an actor. Okay, she, you you might see cats on her IG. Mm-hmm. She don't care, <laughs> but you most certainly will see something political because yeah. she's like super like intense. And mm-hmm. so she went from. Um, Fences to The Lion King mm. on Broadway. And so after The Lion King, she did some commercials and then um, she did this movie, a little movie called Annie, right? Mm-hmm. With um, Jamie Foxx and Cameron Diaz was her. Ain't um, no little movies. I'm a mom, yeah. so it's I like, like how, like, how it feels as a mom. Like, I know like that, you no, be I'm just proud. so proud. Yeah. But this is the funny thing. So, <laughs> so the, this, the Annie thing was amazing. But the producers are Will Smith. Wow. The producer J JL last like so it's the Philly crew, right? The circle of life. And so I'm like, wow. So I remember going home to my home church and seeing his mom and we're talking. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my wow. my daughter is gonna That's be in great. the movie. movie. And she dope. was like, Wait, does Will know this? And I'm like, I don't know, but it doesn't matter. Because she got in on her own, mm-hmm. right? In That's fact, the, the the character the character um, Isabella is a character. She's one of the Hard Knock Life girls or whatever. First of all, let me shout out to Will Smith because Will Smith made sure that my daughter got a check on the album. Mm-hmm. She's singing on the album, the Maybe, um, Hard Knock Life, mm. um, all of those posse songs. Yeah. My daughter's voice is on it. She gets royalties off of the record. Dope. As well as she gets residuals from when the movie is played. played so every on. time, so every time it's played on BET around Christmas time. Yeah. Please watch it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> please watch sure. my baby. Yeah. You know, you, you know what I'm saying. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> please support. Know. So she you was know in, where the money going. But wait, so we're so we're they're filming, right? Mm-hmm. So they like they know that Troy Carter is my guy from like we was in junior high school together. Yes. Like we've been friends. I told you we used to do the the concerts with Biggie and all of, like all of that, right? Yeah. So they know. In fact, Troy and Jazz at one point lived with me in L.A. for a minute wow. before I moved back to New York and they took over my apartment. Um. So Troy, I've known Troy since I was 14. So we've been so, but now he's like Lady Gaga, Troy Carter, right? Mm. So we're sitting on, you know, in the, where the parents are at the movie set. Mm. And so, you know, it's moms, of you, the stage moms or whatever. We're all sitting there. And Troy walks up. 
And everybody's like, who's that? And they're like, the um, PAs are like, um, Miss Duncan Smith, Miss Duncan Smith, um, you have a guest. And it's Troy. And it's Troy. Like, he looks like money. He looks like, yeah. and, you know, he's walking on, everybody knows him or whatever. And he says, yo, you thank me, Nick, because I just got Ed in a race. The moms was like, what? He was joking. Yeah. <laughs> he was so. And they, and they, and they was pissed. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so they weren't, they weren't black. Oh. So they don't know the play. They oh, don't yeah, know the playing. Yeah, yeah. They don't so know. They don't know, know he was just yeah. j- joking or whatever. And he and I didn't got the same. Um, you know, she got the same as the other people did. Um, and so she was in Annie. She's in a movie called Steps that Shaquille O'Neal was a producer for. Mm-hmm. Um, then she was in a movie called a short film called See You Yesterday. Right, mm-hmm. they won a bunch of awards. Like won all these awards. Right. Then she was in a movie called Roxanne. Roxanne. Mm-hmm. Um, she played okay. Roxanne's sister. Right, right. And then she was in. Was that the one that on the, Netflix? On Netflix, yeah, yeah. with Mahershala mm-hmm. Ali. Yeah, that was good. And, and was Nia Long was her mom. Movie. Yeah, that that shit was okay. good. That shit. Right. Was good. So Nia was her mom there, and Nia's now her like they're so close. They're born close. They're both Scorpios. Mm-hmm. So so it's like, Edin Edin's Edin's had Viola Davis as a mom. She had Nia Long as a mom. She was in Master of None. You know who Lena Waithe is? So Lena yeah. Waithe, she played young Lena Waithe. In the, the Emmy award-winning episode Thanksgiving for Master of None, mm. and Angela Bassett was her mother in that. Wow, that's, 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 like, a, lot of, that's a lot of greatness. You know what I mean? Like, like, like she just—I mean, Cameron greatness. Diaz, J- um, Jamie Foxx. That's a lit like, list. You know, Mahershala. Um, we could say uh, Denzel. We could say Jason Derrick and Chris Charles. Like, she just has so many people that she worked with. So then, fast forward to. And she still is a student. She's still a kid, kid right? Yeah, and crazy. so she does See You Yesterday, the feature film mm. um, on Netflix. It's the film where she goes, Spike Lee is the producer. Uh, Stefan Bristol was the um, director. Okay. And Astro was her brother in that film. But she was the star. Okay. It was her first starring role. And it was the number one film on Netflix for all of 2019. And then... It reemerged because it's like a Black Lives Matter. The cops yeah. killed a so, boy. It comes back up last year because the of the is rolling, rolling, rolling. And I mean, she's a she's now in college. Talk about it. She is a physics major in college. Mm. Talk about it. She went to HSBC too. She went to HBCU. She was first at Hampton. She left Hampton. Now she's at Morgan. Mm. Um, she she's in a, she did a film called Four Ten Stamped. And D Smoke is the music director. Ah, Smoke, that's, that's my guy. guy. That's his guy right there. Who you think gonna win the Grammy? I hope he does. You hope he, D-Smoke I hope he does. D-Smoke. Shout out to D-Smoke. You're a hypocrite. No. Nah, because I like... You just... I want my man Royce to win it. I want Royce to win it. That's not get it fucked up. Royce is my man. He wants to win the Grammy. Nah, nah you know, keep it up there. It would be amazing. I just feel like... It would be amazing for Nas to win. It would be amazing for Royce to win. It would be amazing for... I feel like... if I would like... I think that Nas deserves it. I think mm. that Nas deserves it more than anybody. He does, he does, but he does. But this is the thing. I love D-Smoke and D-Smoke's family. My yes. daughter is now managed by D-Smoke's manager now, mm. right? Because the film that she did, her old manager didn't want her to do it because it wasn't paying no mm. big money. Yeah. She was like, I like the content, going yeah. back to what Denzel and Viola and them did it. Yeah. She was like, I worry about the, the content. The content. Yeah. So she, they flew her out. She stayed with her friends instead of letting them put her up. Yeah. She's like, y'all need the money for the film. Yeah. That's before D Smoke blew. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now he's big. The, and that the movie's getting is awards, fire, man. awards like, and so now they came back looking for her. We want to manage you. 
So now she's rolling with them, and they allow her to be in school and don't pressure her to be, um, you know, mm-hmm. to to chase after. And then yeah. she's also she booked. Um, Nia Long has a a movie that she's the executive producer of, and Eden is the star of that one too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I love my kid, but I do think that not. I love D Smoke. I would love D Smoke to win, but I think his career is going to be bright. He's mm-hmm. going to get a lot of them for sure. I think I just like, Nas, I like how they got like it's like it's nobody. Nas up against, it's Nas up nope. against D Smoke. Yeah, yeah. D Smoke, yeah. Freddie Gibbs. Yeah. Yeah. I think Nas should get it. Voice of Five Nine. But I th- I want Nas to win. I think D Smoke's going to win mm. because I believe. I believe it. I, I believe that the way content. that not just content, I think because winning the Grammy is a political space. Yeah. I believe the empire positions artists a certain way. But you don't think it's a different this year? Because look, just like the Golden Globes, mm-hmm. there's a lot of films that usually that wouldn't get no shine because it's in theaters. It's about the streaming and what people would took the in in 2020. But the, each each the the voting system for each of these award shows is different. Okay, and so the Grammys. The Grammy, the Grammy, the Grammys is a is an industry award, mm-hmm. right? And there are more people who have been campaigned. Like D, D Smoke has been campaigned differently than not the legacy artists have. Not so to what cut you, you off. Saying, what do you think he, about the, the nominations? Who's he, who's he signed to? Mass Appeal. Yeah. His own label. No, 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 not Nas. On D Smoke. Empire. Yeah. He did that with Empire. So Gazi and them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Gazi, shout out to Peter. That's why shout I out asked, to Tina Davis. Shout out to Bobby Fisher. Look all at of the, them. I think I think I think <laughs> Alchemist and Freddie Gibbs did that project through Empire, if I'm not mistaken. But too. it's different. They're, so so but they, I'm saying, they look as far at, as the nominations. So so Empire is, is the type of so there's a distribution company yeah. as mm-hmm. well as a label. You're right. I don't know if Freddie Gibbs and Alchemist distributed through Empire versus being on their label. Yeah. The way that it was given to me as a, a journalist, mm-hmm. our new artist, D Smoke. Yeah. Our new project. Yeah. Freddie Gibbs. Right. And right. Alchemist. Mm-hmm. And if you see, if you look up press, it's too different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. D Smoke is handled like um like Rhapsody. Yeah. Yes. And while Rhapsody yeah. may not have a song hotter than Meg the Stallion mm-hmm. or Cardi but B. They presence. They got a presence. Forget about presence. We talk about a business. Mm-hmm. Yes, about presence. Yeah, no, no, this no, is no. about the. There, she's a media darling. Yeah, mm. that's true. She's the type of artist that people will be proud of. She's a Latifah, right? Yeah. She's she, she's a Latifah. She can do a cover girl, right? Megan Thee Stallion and, and Cardi B. They, yeah, they all do but about. but they're not the they're not going to be on. Um, Michelle and Barack Obama's playlist, playlist right? The right? smoke will. Nas will because of his legacy. Royce may be because of his legacy. Freddie and the album is really great. It, really, really great. To me, I think that, it, um, what it, is it it's called? It's a surprise that they even Alfredo, nominated. Alfredo, what was no, no, the name no, of it? Alfredo. Alfredo. Michelle's about Mama Savage. Michelle's about Mama Savage. Alfredo. Michelle was playing Mama Savage. Huh? No, no, it's absolutely, I mean. What that's I'm, on her playlist. But I, what I'm, my point is that the, per, like, the one that's going to stand next yeah, to Michelle yeah. Obama. But, that's, yeah. but that brings me, that brings me to, to my point, like, with them. Because I always have this argument. And sometimes I always lose. Well, most of the time I lose because I don't have much to back up on Rap City like that. But I always throw her in there like, nah, she's the one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But then when they be like, nah, and when it, when they throw it up against these names, it's hard to you know. Well, the like, problem, the reason why it's a problem to do that is because 
one is mixed genre, right? Mm-hmm. Within even within hip hop, she's not a hoochie mama rapper. Right. But also her last project, like she's not putting out projects as quickly as they are. Right, That's true. right, right. She right. so when she got her Grammy, that was what 2018. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then in 2019, she put out that Eve record. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That Eve record did extraordinary. Yeah. But it did. It wasn't on hood radar. But you don't have to be on hood radar to do well, especially right. now with streams and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You, like, like you don't have to be when when they're talking about who they want for the reimagining of Def Poetry Jam. So, Black Eyes. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Black Eyes from Def Poetry Jam, oh, the yeah, legendary yeah. Black Eyes. Mm-hmm. So he's putting together his own. It's called the Le- Legendary Black Eyes Presents Bars. I'm the associate producer for it, right? Mm-hmm. And oh. so when we're looking at talent, who do we want? You know, like how we had with Def Poetry Jam, we had Kanye, we had, you know. D Smoke and Rhapsody are people that we're looking at. Mm, J yeah. Cole's who we looking at. Yeah, what, get it. I got you. I'm actually looking at the baby because I think the baby is talented. Yeah, yeah. Really? I'm not gonna look from what, not not to say no, no. Say I, really, I think but it, I from think what it, the names that you just said right. that you said the baby. No, the baby is. Ama- I like his, the baby. Don't first of all, his wrong. work ethic is incredible. Say, yeah, I like the baby. I his work and ethic he, is incredible, and he cares about the content. Right. The baby is Nelly for this generation. Yes. Think of that. So he don't have to. Be, you know, you know what I'm saying? So he's different enough. Now is he problematic? He's young, mm-hmm. so he's doing some shit that you know. He's doing some things that's reckless. He's but you can see him quickly trying to rectify it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's trying. So to, so I, I'm not going to 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 trippy red. No. Right. You know what I'm saying? I feel you though. So, so I'm not going to. I love the city girls. Love them. Yeah. Rhapsody's not they're she's they're not going to ever get to that pe- get to that. Mm-hmm. So D Smoke will he's the one that they'll it, yeah white, white folk feel comfortable yeah I feel because he's so he's so in their face and he's that's the thing he's so likable and it's a, and but at the same time he's so revolutionary. I about to say it's a respect matter too because they respect themselves so much to see themselves like like you said Michelle Obama ain't gonna be standing next. next. But also white folks scared of him. So they they like him because he's digestible enough that they can be like I listen to D Smoke, mm-hmm. right? But they don't know what that like when you see his videos and he's on a plantation. Yeah, his videos is dope. And when, I, and when I watched him on that, I watched him on the, the Netflix. Like when I watched him and he was winning them competitions and all that. I'm like, nah, he's creative. No, like think about the he's very creative. What's the song he has? Um, the song he has with um, Snoop, and it's based off of the. Um, is based off of the African, the Mexican African, the African Mexican who was a revolutionary, and he basically cut off the heads of everybody in Mexico and became, and actually owned part of Mexico in like during slavery times. He yeah, named his younger. album after yes, now yes, and so white folks don't understand the deep symbolism in it, and it's fine because mm-hmm. they like what they like. They're not invested to look deeper. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. So. He's dangerous. He's likable. Mm-hmm. He's great for us because he he balances it, yeah, right. so and that walks in the tradition of people like Harry Belafonte, mm. right? He walks in the tradition of everybody loves fight the power, Chuck D and them, right? Mm-hmm. But they don't really realize 
why they like check in. They think it's cool. Break yeah. the power. They don't realize the revolutionary messages behind that. So D Smoke is amazing, but I really want Nas to win because Nas don't have one. Yeah, I think That's he true. deserve it too. And that I record. Think he's very, and, 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 this and, is Tom and, Brady, yeah. And, I, mean, I but think he deserves it. Even if we talk about voice, Voice's record was crazy. Voice record is, is the message, the interludes. It's crazy. The, the raps. Like this, this category. The raps. It's one of the best years they had the as far ones. as a category. The like, raps. Got, but but guess what? You know why? We ain't seen nothing about Jay Electronica yet, though. But the reason why, <laughs> the reason why these 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 joints are the way they are right now, is because of the the riots and the mm-hmm. protests. You're right. And so you can't put no bullshit up in the Grammys. Mm-hmm. You have to put those records up that was substantive. Right. So all of those records were substantive. Right? Definitely. Okay. Right. They all talked about stuff. They t- all talked about stuff that was real. And it took a mature tongue to spit that kind of stuff. D Smoke been around a long time. Mm-hmm. People just know him for the Netflix joint, but his brother's in TDE. Yeah. Like, let's get he gotta, it. Yeah, he got his family. Let's not get it twisted. His moms could sing. The whole family. Like, Sir. <laughs> yeah. so, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, but we, we, we kind of going over time. But I, I wanted to ask you before we get out and that you want to play the game, then we could wrap it up. Oh, we could play the game. But oh, I, I, I know you was, you know, you knew the late great Pop Smoke as a like kid. Mm. You know, you don't even call him Pop Smoke. Like, I, what was your like? Give me some memories, early memories. Did you always knew that he was gonna be a star, or like, it was like you know. I always knew he was special. So star is is relative. Um, I'm not shocked that he's a star because he's always been phenomenal. A phenomenal young man. Um, He and my daughter were very, very, very close. They used to dance when they were like three, four, and five. Our church, he used to go to my church. So um, at the church, they would do this, this play, this musical, Christmas musical called Unto Us. And they had a scene called Who Would Imagine a King? And quite often, um, they would be paired together. Um, great young man, horrible tragedy. Yep. Yeah. And my church is phenomenal because the young man, Aubrey Joseph, who uh, was in Cloak and Dagger, the, the TV series, the Marvel TV series, he's the first African-American team on Marvel on TV, live action. Mm. He's from my church. The young man, Caleb McLaughlin from um, Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. Little black boy. Yeah. He's from my church. Okay. Uh, my daughter. Like my daughter do what she do. Um, the young lady, Dom. She came later, but she's Dom from um, Judas and the Messiah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Judas and the Black Messiah. That girl. Great movie, by the way. Yeah, she's movie. amazing. And she's also is in, um, what's the project something? It's, the, um, it's on Netflix with um, Jamie Foxx. So Don I, Fishback. About the, um, I know exactly what you're talking about with Jamie Foxx. Power, the pro- power, power, project, project, power. Project, project, power. Project Power. Yeah, Project Power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's from my church also. Um, the little girl from um, Us. Mm-hmm. Okay. She also was in Lion King, the movie, as well as on Broadway. See, I just, just breathing stars over there. It's, it's something in our holy water. <laughs> it's Literally, yeah, pop smoke is like he was like. I'm about to come to your church. He was a dancer. He was a, so he was a beautiful singer. We were talking about Biggie can sing. Bashar could sing. Mm. We he used to sing. Um, it's so funny. He used to sing Sam Cooke, and he would have backup singers, and they would call the Basharettes. Wow. wow! Like he always was a star. Like he always he walked in that as a kid. They used to call it mannish, but he always was exceptional and special. 
Mm-hmm. And we're praying for his family. Nice. Because it must yeah. be tough. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Yeah. yeah. He was special. He definitely was special. Man. He could dance African. He could do ballet. He could do um, interpretive dance. I could tell. I could tell he do ballet. Honestly. You see that dance he created? Yeah, that, I, I'm saying that's yeah, kind of that's, that's ballet ish. He's that yo, that he's dance African took dance. Off. He could play the he could play um African the djembe. Um he and his brother, Obasi, is extremely talented too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I, I follow him. Yes, shout out, shout to out to Obasi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're praying Pray for him. Pray for him too. Yeah. So look, we got this game, right? And I usually play with the artists, but you know, you 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 know you know what's going on. And it's an NBO and and Nobody put a show in game. It was a little twisted. And um, we we do this. We give you like, what, 15 seconds, 30 seconds? Mm, we 30 switch seconds. it up sometimes. Mm-hmm. We give you 30 seconds, right? So here's the first question. What's more important, the clout or the creative process? Creative pro- process. All right, what's more important, the verses or the hooks? The hooks. What's more important, the intro or the outro? The intro. What's more important, the bars or the melodies? To me, the bars. Okay. What's more important, the engineer or the producer? The producer. Okay. If you had a chance to go platinum for one song, who would you feature, Kendrick or Drake? Drake. Cool. All right. If you had a chance to go on a date, who would it be, Kim K or Beyonce? I'm gonna place this question. No, no, no. Dinner with Hova. Dinner with Hova Kanye. Sorry, I had this. Yeah, I switched it up because that's the other one. Dinner with Hova Kanye. Not neither. Mm. Mm. Yes, talk that relationship shit. Who makes better drug dealer music? Future Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne doesn't make drug dealer music. He makes drug addict music. And honestly, Future kind of does too. So whoa, even though he doesn't do drugs. So yeah, that's a fact. He doesn't do drugs. All right, who's more delusional, Soldier Boy or Bow Wow? Bow Wow. Soldier Boy is a is an innovator. He changed the world. He been wilding this week though. He always wilding, but he I changed got, the world. I got one. I'm gonna add Michael Jackson, right? Off the wall thriller. Off the wall. I had a fucking heated argument about this this week with somebody. Yeah. Thriller's I, me, fire. I'm not off the. I'm not off the wall. What's your favorite? What, what's your favorite like, song? All right. So here, what you, Dutch? what's a better what song, this? girlfriend or say say say? Say say say. Why over girlfriend? To me, my, that's me personally. Say 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 is on Thriller. I like say say girlfriend. Say. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna tell you, girlfriend. Girl. But I don't know say say say. say. say I know off the wall. I don't know thriller. Let me the production off the wall is just. What's your favorite song on off the wall? Like, and what's your favorite song on off the off wall? Off the wall, probably. I really don't have a favorite, honestly. Don't stop. Don't, don't stop till you get enough. Yeah, because let me tell you something. I'm gonna say, but the whole vibe of that. Let me say something. Let me say something. All right, so I used to do, I used to have Michael Jackson, man. I used to dance to Michael Jackson when I was younger. Like, I, I really love Mike. I, I <laughs> like, for real. Like, I really love mm-hmm. Mike. Okay. I made, I made my grandmother to get, the, like, the penny loafers for me. Okay. You know what I'm saying? What's your favorite Jackson's record? Dream, See. Dream. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm young, so I'm going to say, can you feel it? Mm. Can you feel it? I love that. Can you feel it? I love that. But I'm Wait, young I though. That on. <laughs> I'm young though, so I don't. You know what I mean. So the, the album right before, right, so at the time, 
Michael kind of put out, like, it's interesting to see the Jacksons and their Off the Wall record, they had albums out, like, back to back. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm. they were all together. So, Mal so Michael was doing this with, 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 um, with Quincy, but the Jacksons had just done these crazy, incredible albums with um, Kenny Gamble and them, Campbell and Huff with, you know, the sounds of Philadelphia. And so, if you, I charge you, if you're a Jackson fan, to listen to the Destiny record, to listen to all of those records for I would say from seventy seven to like eighty of the Jacksons. It's gonna yeah. change your life. Change your life. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back. It's, it's, it's crazy. Album cuts is crazy. It's like it's two thousand twenty one. Like that's fifty years ago. It's crazy how this is just like It's not fifty years ago. It's not no two thousand nineteen seventy seven. Damn science. What? Two thousand twenty one. So how I'm forty seven. Mm-hmm. I was born in 1973. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because Mike, Mike is... So that's not 50 years ago. I'm not going to say 50s, but I'm like, damn, Mike nasty. I mean, like, literally. Now. I mean, like, in black uh -huh. years. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mike would have been, like, 60-something. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it seems... Because you got to think about it. And this this was yeah. scary, too, because, like, my niece, my niece, Sweet 16, is on Saturday. Mm -hmm. A lot about this, like, what I knew about music and, uh, well, at 16, what she knows is just... It's so, the gap, it's just so, it's like, it's scary to a point where I feel like it might get extinct. Like, I wanna, before, we, but before we get That's out of here, talk. though. As far as rap. But before we get out of here, because we're on that topic, I wanted to know, what did you think about the um, the hip-hop uncovered stories on FX? Like, what's your, because you've been around in that era, what they're talking about. Like, you was around that time on yeah. those stories. Um, I wasn't in New York during that time. Well, I was kind of in New York a little bit, but it, it's not really is yes and no. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I, I heard the stories about Haitian Jacks, but I heard about Haitian Jack being at like the Latin Quarter taking like rappers gold chains, chains and stuff. stuff like right? Yeah, yeah. I heard Haitian Jack. I heard the stories. Good old hip hop spots. I heard the stories. I mean, my closest thing to Haitian Jack was my friend. Um, Jimmy, mm. Jimmy going like like you know so um he was a good guy to me so mm. um um so Bimmy my my engagement with Bimmy is always through Def Jam because mm. I worked for I worked for Russell Simmons yeah. for a long time I didn't talk about that but Russell oh. I worked for Russell what, Simmons what you do for us I was a special assistant wow so I worked directly for him Damn. and um we did Def Poetry Jam. We did um, the Hip Hop Action Network. I helped was part of the founding um, members of that. Um, I, I did artist relations for Rush and all of his properties, platform and all those things with Def Jam. So did a lot, did whatever Russell asked me to do. So I, I did projects, special projects for him. Damn, I, I hate for what they talking about Rush, man. Like, like I think Russell was an amazing man. And of, I, yeah, I also yeah. think that he's not had a day in court and no one has sued him. Yeah. And so that says something. So I think one of the, I don't know if he did anything. What I can say is that my relationship with him is he's been nothing but a a, a gentleman. He's been, I mean, a hood gentleman. He's he's off the off color a lot of times, but he the, some of the best years of my life um, he provided by being a big brother to me, train teaching me stuff, showing me stuff. He actually. He actually was the one who warned me from hanging out with Dr. Cosby. Wow. <laughs> he was like, he's a dirty old man. Stay out. So, this I mean, is crazy. Um, Russell, Russell. That's my man, Dr. Bill Cosby, man. I mean, 
I talk to you later about that, but yeah. um, Russell Russell changed his life radically in the 2000s, 1999, 2000. He became a vegan. He got married. He had a child. Um, his life has been dedicated. He started yoga. He's dedicated his life yeah, to serving yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know what he did when he was younger yeah, and yeah. addicted to drugs. Yeah. Like there was a lot of drugs going on, and everybody yeah, was doing drugs. And they was partying, was and it was. I mean, so it's like you know, it was people like was that. popping. They, what that I was don't just, like how they no, not saying that. I don't nah, like how they be up. doing like, like this, like how they bringing up stuff like from way back. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. But no, it's 80s, no, 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 no. If you were violated, right? Because back then you couldn't talk about it, you couldn't say certain things. Yeah. To have your voice and your and somebody no, you absolutely deserve it. I can say that the Russell I know is not that way. I also know that uh, there was a certain period in time where he was on doing you know coke and doing pills and mm-hmm. dust and all that, and people around him was doing the same thing. Yeah. So you know I don't know what was going on, and I most certainly would not say that some of the women were on drugs or whatever it was, but. The person I met in 2000 is not the person that they're describing. Describing, yeah. And I've had very intimate, like, like Russell is my friend friend, right? This is my first time saying this, like, out loud or whatever. Mm-hmm. And because, you know, you get backlash or whatever. But he's my friend friend. And if there was something, they could, they could sue him. Mm-hmm. But they didn't. They opted to put it in the media mm, yeah. or do get a check for a, a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And, and and that could be her therapy. The one that Oprah Winfrey was working with and then she didn't, but it came out on HBO. I, but see, I don't, I don't, I can't rock with that though. It's not up, it's not up to me because a woman gets to, gets to tell her story the way she wants to tell her story. What if it wasn't true though? We don't know if it's not, not true. There's I mean, no like, court. There's we no, don't, but that's what I'm saying. Like that's what, like there's people today, especially. He like, said I'm not it's saying- not true. She said it is true, and because no one will know until now. Russell has taken nine lie detector tests, right? But at the end of the day, right? How, whatever the trauma was that she went through, I pray for her. But because she didn't take the legal action, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not. I, there, there's no evidence that came out. Her, her testimony. Other people, if they, it wasn't in court, and they won't take it to court, right? So, I feel bad for anybody who's been injured. He does not believe, but that goes back into a cultural thing, because there may have been different engagements that the rules seem like, like he didn't know he's doing one thing or another. Yeah. Because what we do know is that she still was working for him. You know what I'm saying? Like after that happened, like and, and right, right. but she also couldn't just quit because where you just gonna go? Mm. So it's 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 I six here, half a dozen over, and because it didn't go to court, there's no definitive answer, right? It, Bill Cosby went to court, and it was enough evidence to convict him. It was enough, and and and, and just as somebody has kind of been in spaces, remember the fly on the wall. Mm-hmm. It was enough credibility to the things that they said and the people. Like, there's no reason for some of those mm-hmm. models that are well-established. Beverly Johnson is not lying on 
nothing. The invitation to come over, the drinking of the coffee, getting, you know, then him talking years earlier mm. about slipping girls' roofies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it is what it is. Like, and, and he's funny. doesn't take away from his genius. Yeah. It don't. It don't at all. It doesn't. He just mm. engaged in bad boy behavior. Mm. Bad boy behavior that bad was boy. wound up being reckless and destroyed people's lives. It, it, women were traumatized. So. All right, yeah, but see, like I said, we. I could, hate that we got on. Yeah, because there's so much yeah. that we can go on and, and go on. Cause yeah, we're going to do a. We got to do a part two of this. We, so. we definitely need a part two. We definitely got to come back. Um, so, can I just shout out? Yeah, to definitely. The I mean, definitely. I want you to just give, give your shout outs and um, shout out to. So, I'm working. My, I have a company called BattleCon. BattleCon is the first battle rap convention, right? It's Comic Con meets battle rap, right? Mm. Um. Dope. We have not been able to have it. We were supposed to have our last one last year, but the COVID hit. So we're in the process of doing artist services and a whole bunch of other things. So I do different artist relations and, and media um, opportunities to other people through BattleCon Media. I also am the associate producer. I mentioned it earlier for the legendary Black Ice Presents Bars, which is like a reworking of Def Poetry Jam for 2021 with the premier talent. I wish we could just talk about who we got for our first season mm. wow, but as far as the entire scene it's the entire um team for the most part from the death poetry jam um shout out to all hip-hop shout out to the source mm. shout out to um my daughter who's a brilliant young lady she's an astrophysicist at um morgan she's done some work with nasa shout as well as being a movie star yeah mm. shout out to her you know yes, and so yes. Um, and happy win- happy Women's Month. Yes, yeah, um, definitely. Happy definitely was a great guest. Yeah, I appreciate you. You like a you know a mentor to me. I you know you you're it's a great soul. You are a talent person, talented person also. So, I um, I, I hope that for both of you, for all three of mm-hmm. you all, that um nothing but blessings and mm-hmm. prosperity follows you all the days of your life, mm-hmm. your journey. And um, not like this is the last time I'll see y'all, but I do wish that y'all walk in peace and journey in prosperity and that. Tomorrow will be even greater than today. So. Can you, can you yeah. close uh, close us out like with that. a prayer? I like that. I like that. For real, I'm yeah, some yeah, desperate. Yeah. I, like I, I feel I like praying. I would like. You can't like deny that. people when they're ready to pray. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna pray. I would like that. <laughs> let's just, let's just close it out. Um, That'd be dope. All right, most wonderful universe, creator of all things, the energy that held us from ancient times to now, the 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 God of our ancestors, and Africa as well as our. God, who who governed them over the transatlantic slave trade, God, the same God that kept us safe in the islands as well as on this this continent, these states, God, we praise you. We lift your name on high. We thank you for the gift of the drum, the drum that was the the model for the DJ, the DJ that sparked it with the b boys, the b boys that inspired the graffiti artists. The graffiti artists, they wrote the things that the MCs could rap about, God. So we just thank you for creating hip-hop, God. It is truly a way that your people can speak the truth, God. We thank you for the Wu-Tang Clan. We thank you for Biggie and Tupac and, and Little Kim and Meg Thee Stallion and Cardi B and Jay-Z with his billionaire self. We thank you, God, for all the brilliant, brilliant, brilliant MCs that, that are keeping and pushing the culture forward. We ask that you bless D-Smoke and Nas and Royce the Five Nine and Surf and Kayshawn and DNA. We ask that you bless ARP just as much as you bless Smack. God, you know your people, God. Let them 
understand that they have a purpose. I ask that right now that nobody put us on, God, that this podcast flourishes, God, and that you guard and put an angel around them, protect them from all harm and danger. We ask that um, the people that listen are blessed and that they understand that their safety and the, the, the spiritual wellness of our community is way more important than some clout and a few likes on Instagram. We say all these things in the nappy-headed Negro from Nazareth, Jesus to Christ. Amen. 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 This is beautiful. Yes. This is a great episode. Nobody yes. put us on. One for the record books. I'm Father God. Dutch Row P. Shout out to Mathematics at Street Media. You can find us at YouTube, SoundCloud. You already know. know Apple Podcasts. We're about it here. Peace. Peace.